That's goddamn stupid of them. Oh, this is some kind of weird bullshit. He's gonna be dead. Deader than dead. Deader than a dog in a garbage dump. Hello and welcome to Ramjack and the Pumpkin King of Hypotheticals. Hi guys, Alex here. Joining me in the studio, as always, is Brad. Hello. Welcome to episode 76. Welcome. You're here. Guys, we are in, we're starting off our Halloween-centric podcast. Ah, it's Halloween! <laughs> Preparing for the spooky All Hallows' Eve. Alex, what am I holding here? You are holding a box of Frankenberry. Yes. Our friend, uh, Frankenberry. Yeah. Question about Frankenberry. Um, now, uh, who was the Korean lady that did uh, Frankenberry's fingernails? Oh. <laughs> What's, this is new. Was that on there last year? No. Wow. Yeah. Guys, Brad, do you want to explain what he, we're looking well, at? Well, Frankenberry has painted fingernails. Um, he has, um... Little uh, berries painted on each nail. Little strawberries on every nail. It's beautiful. Does Count Chocula have, well... No. He doesn't have anything And I don't story. remember that. Oh, surely we would have noticed that last year. Surely. Why did they put strawberries on his finger? I think we said it last year. We said he's kind of an effeminate Frankenstein. Well, he is he one. Likes, yeah, he likes, he likes to be pretty. He likes he, to... Yeah. He likes the color pink. He, yeah. he likes fashionable shades or rims. Mm-hmm. He also likes to uh, manicure his nails, take right. care of those things. Yeah, so was not ready for that. No, did not know what you were bringing into the room when you left. Yeah, for just a second. interesting. Wow, Halloween secrets just revealed. Secrets. Yes, in the thick of the holiday season, we are going to be reviewing a movie to this episode, as well as the standards Belvedere and Saved by the Bell. Absolutely, we watched the film Head of the Family. Which is absolutely amazing. It is good times. We'll dip into that in a second, I'm assuming. Sure. Funny thing I just want to throw in there. Um, so we recorded last week, last, last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Finished up um, nice and early. I was, you know, processing the audio out. Thought I'd go to the post office. Got hit by a car. I got hit by a car, Alex. <laughs> what the hell is that? I still, I thought about that today when I was walking. I went walking around in Covington. Um, went to a park, mm-hmm. and the whole time, every time I came up to a cross, like, cross the street, mm-hmm. I completely looked everywhere yeah. I looked around. you better look all around. And it doesn't matter if you've got the right of way, if you've got a light. Sometimes drivers just like to, you know, hit people. Dude, I, a car came up to a stop sign, and I was just gonna let it go, but he looked mm-hmm. at me and waved me on, and I thought, nope, what if that's the same guy who hit Brad, <laughs> exactly. and it's just like a clever ruse, he's like, no, no, I gotta... That's what he does for kicks. <laughs> go ahead, get across the street. Just go ahead and go, ah, done. Fuck. You bastards. Guys, I I heard about this on Twitter. You, like, tweeted, like, I got hit by a car. And I was like, what the? How did that happen? And I messaged you. And it was like, Brad, is everything all right? Yeah. yeah. And thankfully, you find you've recovered well. Well, it's going to take more than a Chrysler to take down a bull moose. <laughs> oh! What yeah. was it like getting hit by a car? It man? was not fun. And the asshole didn't even stop his car. He, like, rolled down his window and, like, said his head. I was like, hey, you okay, guy? You okay? Hey. Are you okay? And it took me a minute to compose myself and uh, make sure I wasn't dead. A bit frazzled. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think I'm all right. And like, I just barely got up to my feet and he's like, all right, on <laughs> his way. Bye. Gotta go kill people. Bye. Go along. And I had a killing people ahead of me. A lot of killing to do. What the hell? I'm so sorry, friend. 
ridiculous. I did punch his car, though. Because that's, that's what you do. When you, did you do damage to the punch car? Like, did you dent it? I think... Well, you dent... You had to have dented it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I taught that car a lesson. No, <clears throat> it was a bumper impact, right? Like, you didn't actually hit his... Um... Did you hit, I guess, the hood? Yeah, a little bit. It was... Yeah. You should have jumped into it, man. I, I get hit... I, like, I get pretty, pretty solidly. I mean, I kind of, like... Like, I had that split second where I realized this guy's about to hit me, but I, and I kind of braced into it, which was kind of crazy. Like, there are a lot of options, but, you know, split second, you don't really think. You were thinking, like, oh, I'm a superhero, I'm going to flip this I, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this <laughs> Yeah, like, I'm just going to take, I'll take it. <laughs> which, I don't know if that's really the best option. Probably not the best option. I, 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 I hit the, the worst I hit the, thing you could have done. Probably one of the worst things you could do, but I, I wasn't hurt very much. I just blah, blah. Scraped up and a little, little bruised, which is bruises are almost gone now, so that's solid. Physical bruises, but the, well, inter- but the, the internal in, yeah. bruise to, inside to you. Like, How are you dealing with that? Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of scrapbooking, um, can, journaling. Woman, did, can you still walk around on the streets and be okay? Um, well, I mean, I cry a lot when I'm walking around on the streets, um, but that's. Well, theoretically, I've, I've, I haven't really left the, this apartment. Um, but when I go to the, sometimes when I get near the door to go outside, I just start crying. So, but so I think pretty well. I think that's a good. Re- you're I, you're I on your road to recovery. I, think, I mean, yeah. you're on. You're on the way to recovery. Don't say that word. Don't say. I can't hear that word. Don't say that word. I'm so sorry. That's me being insensitive. I apologize. Oh my god. Oh my god. I saw a biography of Cormac McCarthy, and I got a little. I got a little emotional. Just, just, just. Thinking they might say the word. <laughs> How does someone hit someone? In, I mean, it was at night, correct? And yeah. You were dressed head to toe in black. No, I normally wasn't roll. All in black. You always dress in black. Well, what, what are you talking about? Also, it's, him out. also, it's somewhat well lit, and there are traffic lights, and he had a red light. Yeah. Well, yeah. You said like he basically. He ran. Yeah, he ran a light completely. Yeah. Because assholes here, like they don't care. Oh, what? There's no one at this intersection. Fine. Shh, there's no one at this intersection. Oh, there's someone in the middle of it. Who cares? Just, a, just a human. Humans don't count. He should he should run. He should get out of the way. I've got a car. Honk honk. I did have someone like, like, cl- like completely. This guy was turning, but I had someone like who was completely just running straight through the red light one time. Um, and as I was walking across the street, and he just started honking at me. I'm like, Doug. First of all, you got a red light. I'm walking across the street. What is your deal? <laughs> That's a death intersection. Dude, I mean, I've seen people almost get run over in Cincinnati all the time. I accidentally almost run over people in Cincinnati, but that's because in the city itself, people don't care. It's like they want you to hit them. Mm-hmm. I've seen people like look at you and then look at the crosswalk they're about to cross, and you—I mean, you're ready to go—and they'll just slowly walk across, like stare you down, like I'm fucking yeah. hit me. I'm like, really? Bring it on! What are you gonna do? You gonna hit me? We gonna move your car? I'm walking. Ah, gotcha. I was like, guys, chill out. It's like, who's gonna win this battle? <laughs> Probably the, probably the car. Car will always win car, that battle. Probably, I don't know. If you punch hard enough. I mean, it ran away from you. Oh, yeah, that car. It ran from you. The guy didn't want to go. He wanted to stop and see how I was, but that car was like, fuck, that dude just hit me. He punched me. Get out of here. I taught it a lesson. <laughs> I taught that car a lesson. I was driving down Monmouth the other day. Unbreakable. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, but, yeah, in the middle of the street, down a one-way road, going up against traffic was a, a father-daughter duo on bikes weaving Whoa. from one lane to the other just going up like nonchalant just like hey riding their bikes I almost hit them 
really. I mean, I saw them. I slowed down until they passed me, but I should not have had to slow down on that road at all. Like, There's a lot of people out there that are just uh, taking some chances. Taking chances with their life on the roads. Oh my god, I said it. Fred. I said the word. <laughs> we'll get you through this. Mm. Me, the community of Ramjack. Your friends. We'll get you through this. I'm, I'm so emotional. Well, Brad, um, as a writer... I'm sure you're always looking to step up your vocab. Always. And it's probably... You also probably want to stay with the times. Oh, yeah. As, as new words or phrases come out. You got it, Daddy-o. Yeah, exactly. So let me let me teach you some of the... Uh, a phrase that the cool cats are saying. Okay. I'm going to tell it to you, and I want you to tell me what you think it means. Cool beans. All right. Are you ready for this? Bring it. Catch a body. Catch up body? No, catch a body. Catch a body. How do, what do you think that means? What do you think, what I gotta do you think go the catch kids a body. mean when they say that? I gotta like, go catch a body. Let me go catch a body. Don't make me catch a body. Don't make me catch a body. Don't let me catch a body like that. That's that's a, that's actually... It's, it's, you just threw oh, a lot of connotations at me. A um, lot of kids use this phrase. Catch a body. Catch. Catching a body. I'm catching a body. Hey, did he catch that body last night? Did you catch that body? I don't... Um. Just guess. Hmm. First thing that comes Let's to mind... See. I think it means uh, driving along in your automobile and hitting a person. Hitting a, hitting another body. Did you catch that body with yeah. the hood of your car? Did you catch it? Did they punch it? You're not that far off. Oh. Uh, to catch a body means either to kill someone um, or to fuck someone. Oh, either one. Yeah. I will have to say that... Um, what if you do double dukes? Oh, a double catch. Yeah. Or a double play, if we want to go with, with the baseball metaphor a little mm. bit more. Yeah. Yeah, is that possible? I, I, I guess you could like, like, like you kill somebody and then you fuck somebody. Yeah. Same person. Oh, did you catch that body last night? Nope, but I made a double play score. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. That is Feel weird. free to use that. All next right. play, next anything. Just to throw it in. The kids will love it. I gotta go catch a body. They'll, they'll applaud you for being how, so in touch with the pulse how, of how, today's youth culture. But the thing is, like, what if that gets me? What if this man says you're, you're going to go fuck something, but in fact you're going to kill? How do you how do you differentiate? That I don't know. Do you always have to kill what you fuck, or do you always have to fuck what you kill? Hmm. You know, I think it was Aristotle that said, we all kill what we fuck, and we all fuck what we kill. Well, I think he said, we all catch bodies, and that was it. Mm, catch a body. Careful how many bodies you catch. What else you got? This Brand. holiday season. Oh, that was the only vocabulary lesson you had. Oh, that's it? I, I just want to hit... Well, that's dude, all? You, you've had a rough week. Whew. You've had a rough week. I didn't want to overload you. All right. Brad, we we like to mention celebrity sightings every once in a while, right? Have you oh. had a celebrity sighting recently? Um, in this, on the streets of Cincinnati? Uh, no. Oh. No, I have not. Well, I've had one. We all oh. remember that girl that was on the MTV show for oh, a yeah. second that I, I saw in Over the Rhine. Yeah, Alex saw a waitress, um, and that's a celeb sighting <laughs> in Alex's world. <laughs> she was on MTV. She was one of five stars on a reality show on television. Theoretically, um, that no one ever saw. I saw Jerry Springer twice over the last uh, oh, few really? weeks. Oh, really? Okay. That counts. Um, they had a, a pre-event on Oktoberfest downtown in the square, mm. and I was walking just with my friends or whatever. We just saw the uh, tiny... Um, I don't know what kinds of dogs those are. Those German dogs they have run around downtown. Mm. Um... Yeah, they just finished racing. The Jew-hating dogs. The Jew-hating dogs. The right. Jew-hating dogs right. um, raced. One of them won. And as we were walking back to get something to eat, a girl that was with me who I worked with turned around and said, Did you see him? Did you see him? We walked right by him. And I said, Who? Jerry Springer. Turn around. Jerry's right there shaking hands, ah! getting photo ops. 
Oh, it was a big deal. Wow. The girls went back and got a picture. Did with you? Him. Did you go? Did you, ta- did you take it to him? No. She's like, hey. Did I take it to him? Jerry. Sub Jer. Jer. Al. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet. Nice to meet. Um, but no, we were contemplating what we should do. Like, if we just started a slight chant. Of what are you, what are you doing, Jerry? You, you want to catch some bodies later? <laughs> uh, you in this? this are you guy. in this? <laughs> what are you doing later? What are you he, doing later, Jerry? He looks kind of old. Well, a little bit he's, older he's, than he, he was. He's a pretty old dude. It's been a long time since he was the mayor of Cincinnati. <laughs> Still running the streets, though. Still making an, an appearance at Oktoberfest. But last week, mm-hmm. I saw him again on the streets. Oh. I was driving, and I got stopped at a red light, um, which normally I would just pile like through, obviously. Right. I mean, there was and no he way. was walking across the street, and, <laughs> and you met him with the hood of your car. Almost caught a body. Oh. Um, but I was stopped. Do you know where that haberdasher is downtown? Which haberdasher is it? Um, it's the one that plays the loud Italian music outside. <laughs> they don't play it so much, but it was in front of there. Okay. Two bike cops had stopped uh, a vagrant or someone just on the street, and they were giving them a talking to. And mm-hmm. who comes up with two, two uh, Starbucks in his hands? Jerry Springer. Oh. He just walks by. He like nods at the cops. They immediately just disengage the person they were just talking to. Right. Like, oh, Jerry! Hey, hey, Jerry, we're just beating this homeless guy to death because we're <laughs> jackbooted thugs. What else? Another, Jerry! Another cop comes ac- notices and comes across the intersection while it's mm-hmm. still, like, red. So, like, they have the right away, I guess. Um, and then whoever they were hassling, like, put his hand out and Jerry, like, like a champ, took both of the large ventis and put them in one hand and then shook the man's hand. Mm. I thought you were going to say, and then he gave the, then he gave the two coffees to the two cops. Because he's that kind of guy. Because <laughs> it's Jerry Springer. Hey, public servants, here you go. Enjoy. Hope you like lattes. <laughs> Jerry Springer. Salted caramel. Don't sleep on it. That is good. That is so good. Have you ever had an undertow? No. I have an undertow next time we go to Starbucks. What is that? Got, guys, okay, this is something else that's awesome. Two for two. Two weeks, two free Starbucks. What kind of witch magic? Congratulate me. What kind of witch magic are you playing? I'm just nice. What are you doing? I'm nice. I rolled into that one and I, I answered some questions. I, I had movie knowledge. Oh, oh really? Yeah, that's, about that's Green Lantern. Really? Oh. Yeah. Which oh. apparently he's seeing Green... Uh, not Green. He's apparently... Uh, he is seeing Blake Lively now. Her and Leo broke up. Wow. Yep. Now she's with Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Think about that one. Manzies. Such a perfect couple, though. You love that couple. I love Blake Lively. You, you, you can't wait for them to make a, a rom-com. Dude, I what was Green Lantern but the perfect rom-com sci-fi flick? Oh. It was pretty bad. Um, But I want them to make a real rom-com. But yes, so the first, first I was nice, mm-hmm. and I was observant, mm-hmm. and I answered questions about Ryan Reynolds. And I also fell in love with that barista, but that's besides the point. I went back the next time, another barista was there, and I didn't know what I wanted. So I played dumb, I was also nice. And um, she introduced me to something called the Starbucks secret menu, to where only those in the know get really to order from. So she gave you a roofie latte. She, you know, my and then heart. she caught a body. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but it. I mean, I don't know what it's like to be roofied, but there was something different about this drink called the Undertow. What was it? What was it? I asked her when I walked in, I said, I have no idea what I want. Do you have anything that's seasonal? Like, what do you have that's seasonal that I may not know of? And she mm-hmm. said, well, you get that pumpkin spice latte, or you can get the one with the caramel and, like, the salt, or you get an undertow. And she paused and looked at me, and I said, what's an undertow? Secret menu item, 
um, super jacked up on espresso. It's awesome. Trust me. I'll, I'll give you it. If you don't like it, fine. I'll make you whatever you want. But if you like it, you'll know. And then you couldn't remember the rest of the night? Could not. I, dude, she said to take it all in one shot because it was the equivalent of, I guess, like a shot and a half if you were going to go with, I guess, alcohol shots. Um, but I did not. I sipped on it because I couldn't. And I'm very glad because when I first started tasting it, it was fucking intense. I've never had co- I've I've not been affected by caffeine like that maybe since the first time I had coffee. Was it just like a shot of espresso? What's, what's... No, I don't know. There might have been multiple shots of espresso in it. I have no idea. It was just, my heart was pounding. I got a headache almost instantly, and the world opened up to me in a way it had never before. It was a hallucinogen. It might have been laced with some sort of hallucinogen. Um, I got a lot of work done, though. A lot of creative juices flowing. Nice. But it was really awesome. Like, it it went from bitter to very nice sweet tasting, but not overbearing. Mm -hmm. It was well done. Next time you're there, just order an undertow. Just be like, hey, undertow. See, but the, I I don't like the idea of ordering secret menu things. It's common because I don't, I just don't like that. I, if I if I can't see it up on a menu, I don't really want to order it. Well, half the stuff Starbucks serves isn't on the menu. Yeah, but it's customizable based on the things on the menu. But when you start throwing out like names of like things, like yeah, I want a shark fin. Give me a shark fin. What the fuck are you talking about? What's a shark fin? You know, a shark fin. That's is that on the menu? No, it's a secret thing. I've never fucking heard of it. <laughs> Who the fuck told you that? You're, you're, get out. Just get the fuck out. Get out. Get out of the Starbucks and never come back. You're not welcome here. I'm putting you. I'm putting your name on the board. <laughs> and they'll do that. They'll do that, and then you can never go back there again. Never. But Black the thing listed. is, if you ask for a secret thing, that's that's more interaction because that means well, because then yeah. they're going to remember you they're going to know you and then when they ask for your name they might remember your name and you've already got this the, the baristas already know your name Alex they don't know my name well dude they know us because we freak with that Starbucks all the time we used to go there all the freaking time but they but they don't try to make conversation with me and you don't get free drinks at Starbucks because of it I will gladly pay for my drinks <laughs> to avoid that well I, mean, I go back and pay for them I mean I mean no, those were free drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will go back and buy from Starbucks forever now because mm-hmm. they know me. And every once in a while, they're like, hey, guess what? Free drinks. And as soon as they start um, remembering my name or recognizing me and, and knowing and knowing my order, I hate that shit. When they're like, oh, you're going to get your regular? That's when I have to change up my drink because I don't want them knowing me that well. I, so then you have to start like completely not looking at them when you speak to them to avoid this because I don't want that. I want them to know their station. I will say this. The last... Like five or six times I've been into Starbucks. This one guy has been there. His name's Emmett. I know it only because he knows my name now. Yep, see? And he's, a, he's a really cool guy. You were like one step away from sitting down and joining a book club with this guy. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I, I go in, Emmett's like, what's up, Alex? He knows me now. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just knows my name. He's like, what's up? And he doesn't say what's the usual because I will shake it up every once in a while. He's just like, what's up? How's it been going? And we have a rapport. Um, but there's another guy there, like, they always ask your name now. Like, it's, they're adamant that they're going to learn. And Brad, they will know your name. I'll uh, change my next name. time I go to Starbucks, Different you should name. just, yeah, just be like, oh, that's Larry. Hi, Larry. <laughs> Please be Larry. I'm Please Larry. So they'll be like, is Brad, right? No, it's Larry. Larry. It's never Brad. Let's make them think that you have, like, a twin. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to them enough to Why not? Anything. Have fun with it. No. Why not? Because I don't have to talk to them. What's wrong with that? talking with them? They're nice people. I don't, I don't care. They don't need to be in my life. I got too many people in my life. They're not too good enough. Too many people. They're and not good enough they're, they're probably they're the not good enough. They're the help. They are the help. Know your station. <laughs> <laughs> but there was one guy who was trying to get buddy-buddy last time, and I swear I've never seen him in that Starbucks, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, you're a regular. I, 
I normally work in the mornings, and I know you come in here in the evenings. Like, well, how do you know that? Have you and Emmett been talking? Has that barista been talking about me? Because if she has, tell her to get back at me. I came here to see her again to see what was up with her. But I don't too, know you. But too, been, too bad you're stuck with your book club buddies, <laughs> Emmett and Phil. <laughs> oh, hey, it's Alex. Get out of here, Lisa. We got hey. We gotta talk to our book club friend. Hey, have you read the next uh, one? It's really good. Wizards, ski. <laughs> you guys love your wizard books. <laughs> they have the, that library there now that we just picked from, and we have the same wizard Gross. books. Leave notes to each other in the margins. <laughs> hey, Emmett. <laughs> just interesting. Yeah, but yeah, two for two Starbucks. Mm. Free Starbucks, and guys, if you're at a Starbucks, ask for an undertow. And guys, remember, Trust me. nothing's free. Nothing's free. Nothing is free. Nothing is free. <laughs> Craziness has been ensuing. That's insane. You know what's more insane? A little film. A film called Head of the Family. <laughs> I am so excited to get into the ho- ho- Halloween spirit. Oh, and this will do it. This is quality. <laughs> Give us some facts, Brad. Uh, well, I'm just going to read the, the, the description here on the back of the DVD case. Something's twisted in Knob Hollow. In the midst of a tort affair with a biker's wife, Loretta, Lance discovers that the tiny town's weirdest residents, the Stackpool family, have been doing some hideous human experiments in the bowels of their basement. Lance blackmails Myron Stackpool, the head of the family, and his psychically controlled siblings into murdering Loretta's husband. But Lance soon finds that he's in way over his head. Join Myron and his creepy clan in their dysfunctional, disfigured den of demented decadence, for an abnormally good time. Abnormally is underlined because <laughs> Just that's, like you didn't that's the word. You know what the tagline was? Upset the head. And you're dead. Ah! Scary! Awesome. Yeah. I love this movie. This is incredible. <laughs> this takes place in Florida. But I can only assume this is northern Florida. Because I've driven through Florida. And I know the panhandle's kind of beachy. And once you get to Orlando, it starts getting a little bit geriatric. And once you get down to Miami, things are hopping, and it's awesome. But northern Florida is kind of like hill country. Tons of rednecks. Very... Well, this is near the swamp. Well, Florida's one giant swamp in its own ways. We've got, a, we've got a beautiful, loving relationship. We really do. Howard and Loretta have something special. They've just got this, this great relationship, and I... Yeah. I just, I don't see how it could ever go wrong. It's like one of those couples that kind of argues. You can tell that they're in it for the long haul. Yeah. They, def- they definitely don't hate each other at all. No. They're, it's just pure love, and I can see how they got together. I bet it's. I bet there was a real meet-cute. <laughs> what? Did you say a meet-cute? Yeah. What is that? Seriously? I've never heard of a meet-cute. What? Alex, you're like the king of rom-com. I know. I've never heard of this. This. What? this I'm actually super excited right now to learn something Alex, that I didn't know. Here's your vocabulary. Word of the day. <laughs> That's that's old that's old news, my what friend. What's a meet cute? That's when you meet cute. Explain like more. any like any rom com. It's like like I'm the caterer at this event. Oh, this is my brother's event. Oh, it sucks. I'm gonna talk to the caterer. <laughs> then they have then they have like but they have like a cute little interchange or something. It's like oh I've spilled wine. Oh well, let's cute. Meet cute. Yeah. This is my new favorite word. I'm gonna use it every day this week. Please do. I'll find an excuse. You're at Starbucks, you know, answering rom-com questions to get free coffee. Have you ever heard of a... Uh, Meet cute. Ooh. A DTR? No. I dropped that line 
at some girls, um, some ladies I work with randomly, because they were talking, one of them was getting together with a cop, um, are trying to, I guess, <laughs> get the affections of this cop. And we were just joking about stuff, and I said, well, have you DTR'd yet? And they looked at me like, what does that mean? I said, define the relationship. Now I can say, have they had their meet cute? Like, how was the meet cute? Tell me wait, about wait, the meet cute. Expl- explain, explain this again? Define the relationship. What? Yeah, DTR. Well, Which, I mean, yeah, this cop may be even articulate at their meet cute, but is he in this? Is she in this? We should define the relationship. Are we? What, what are we? Are we dating? Are we just, like, acquaintances? What is this? Oh, yikes. DTR. That's, ugh. Ah. <laughs> that just puts me into a panic. I just feel uncomfortable now. Why would it put you in a panic? That's, that's weird. Commitment is weird. <laughs> so, yes. Howard and Loretta. Definitely had a meet cute. Definitely had a meet cute. Um, oh, man. They're just. And they have so. They have great pet names for each other. What you waiting on? Fucking invitation from the Queen of England? More like the Duke of the Dump. Come on, chubby cheeks. Oh, that's just wonderful. I, it's just, it's so tender. It's it so ten, it's tender, Alex. You know, normally on the screen, you know, because these are actors, this isn't their real life. You don't get to see the level of tenderness that you see with these two. I just, I feel like my television is a window, a, like a one-way, a one-way mirror window. And I'm looking in and being like, hey, people. <laughs> I'm watching your lives, and I'm seeing your tenderness. And it's not it's not a facade that you're acting. You're using your Meisner techniques. No, you're really there loving each other. And I'm, I'm, I, I feel, I feel spiritually uplifted by being a part of it, by having witnessed it. I'm made different. It's like quantum physics. By, by, by observing it alone, I am now a part of it and changed for it. I love your use of your hands to make what were blinds in front of your eyes, like uh-huh. the window you were looking out of. Yeah. It's like you pulled the blinds down for a second. Hey, I see you. <laughs> but wonder. Tinder, Alex. And you can tell this is a very a realistic portrayal of a relationship because mm. we all know that it's not as easy as television and or media would show you or movies. Right. Um, you have to work at relationships. You gotta work it. And they work at it. Howard, their little thing that they do, and it's so cute, Brad, mm-hmm. um, is that Howard will basically um, push Loretta mm-hmm. to, to complete his sentences. Right. Especially when he doesn't make it hard on her. He's like, what's that word I'm thinking about? And, and it, it could be anything. It could, yeah, it could, it could be anything. It's it's an open... It's a Rorschach test, really, to see how well they know each other. I don't know. I'm assuming she does it on purpose. Never gets it right. Mm. He's like, what's that word I'm thinking of? Fucking no. Watch your mouth. <laughs> he Watch also, your damn mouth. He also likes her to remain a lady at all times. He wants her to be classy. And respectful. As, as respectful as he sees her. That's the thing. What is it? It's it's not that he's he's holding up to his to the standard, so the rest of the world can see her the way he does with that tenderness. Doesn't like doesn't like her to eat ice cream though. Go easy on that ice cream, huh? He's starting to get all poochy around the middle. Jeez Louise, Howard, it's fucking ass meal. Yeah, well it come out of a cow and it make you fat. Give a shit what you call it. You know, you don't want that. But it's that playful nagging that makes me believe that oh, they're gonna make it. So tender. So tender. What else is her other nickname for? I mean, he basically calls her fat every time he gets. Well, she's, I mean, she's down in that ice cream like a fucking cow, so. She is always eating ice cream. Like, if if she had her way, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Ugh. Gross. Maybe even second breakfast. Ugh. Second, third, fourth meal, all of them. All of them. Just just taking it down. (laughs) A vat of ice cream down her fucking gullet. 
<laughs> Howard tries to maintain this beautiful relationship. What's the problem, Brad? Our boy Lance. Our boy Lance Bowden, who is like, he's like Sawyer from Lost, like, yep. slacker brother. <laughs> I kind of love him, though. He's, he's awesome. He's a rascal. He is a rascal. <laughs> he's a rascal. He's a rapscallion. He, he plays by his own rules. That looks like somebody I know. Uh, that would be Franklin and Bash from uh, TNT's <laughs> hit show, uh, Franklin and Bash. So, Lance mm-hmm. and Loretta. Mm-hmm. Stepping out behind Howard's back. Yeah. Okay, guys. There's something about this movie that's special. It's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a motif. Mm-hmm. It's a stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. It's evocative. It's what they do is, in a normal movie, you know, you learn exposition as the as it goes along. You know, you get bits and pieces. In this film, you get most of the exposition during sex scenes. And what's wrong with that? Brilliant. I'm, I'm more, inter- I'm more engaged, entertained. I'm paying attention. My, it's it's a smart move, and that's what this movie's about. It's about smart moves. It's a, it is pretty much. <laughs> if this movie had a subtitle, I think it would be Head of the Family, all about the smart moves, and the tenderness. <laughs> Tender. It is it is a cast of characters that are constantly trying to outwit the other. Whether it's Howard and Lance, whether it's Lance and the Stagpoles, mm-hmm. someone's trying to get the up oh, and yeah. up on the other one. So our boy Lance is secretly banging it out with Loretta, mm-hmm. who's apparently not. It's apparently that tender relationship. That's a facade because what it's really about is Lance and Loretta. That's where it's at. Who knew? My eyes uncovered. Look at here. What do you think their meet cute was? Oh, I'm sure it was adorable. <laughs> she probably he probably gave her a free ice cream. Oh, because that's her as her thing. No, no, no. Like, no. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, here we go. Okay. All right. Paint the picture, Brad, please. All right. Loretta, she she had a horrible night. Oh, everything had gone wrong. Just imagine like a whole montage of things going wrong. She's oh, things are getting spilled on her. She's ah, oh, her car breaks down. Oh, she's got to walk. No. Oh, she's she's at the park now, just trying to get her, get home. It's getting dark. Oh, it's horrible. Here comes Lance. He's, he's walking his sister's dog. Oh, the dog gets away. Oh, come back, Rover. Come back. Oh, the dog, dog's running. And the dog runs up and jumps on Loretta. She's like, oh, this stupid dog. Oh, there's mud all over me. Lance comes running up. Oh, no. Oh, hi there. <laughs> Is this your dog? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, it's all right. I, I love dogs. She really hates dogs. Hates them. That's me. My name's, my name's Loretta. I'm Lance. Ta-da. <laughs> Howard who? How what? Howard what? I do not know who you were speaking of. Fuck Howard. I mean, Howard is kind of an asshole. But yeah. Howard's like running cons all over town, isn't he? There's a certain naive quality to him, though, that makes me think that he actually is trying to be like a local mogul. Mm-hmm. Like, like he really wants to help. Like yeah. when he says, when he comes up to Lance and says, hey Lance, I got an idea. How about we become partners in this business you have here? I think that the whole thing about a grocery store slash restaurant is a wonderful idea. It's going to sweep the nation. Defo. I want to be on the ground floor. Let me make a partner. It's kind of well, it's kind of a general store slash grocery store slash mostly a diner. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It's like the town shop slash um, phone company because it's slash. also got the one of the only phones in town. It has the pay phone. It has the town pay phone. How about the how about the um the waitress at the diner? She is a kind of a character that's in most of the movie. Yeah. Just mouthing off about things. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this this scheming. 
I'm not sure about this. Nothing really happens with her, though. No. She, I mean, it's hinted that she ultimately may take over a certain business, mm-hmm. should something befall someone. But that's about it. I mean, she works hard, keeps her nose to the grindstone, and mm-hmm. things work out for her, maybe. My favorite line of hers was when she was talking to Lance about Loretta. I'm talking about somebody plowing some oats. Loretta oats, to be precise. I can't do that. I can't let her go. It's a grand passion, that's what it is. Being with her, shoot. It's like fucking a firecracker. I think you should stop sowing them oats. And by that, I mean fucking Loretta Oates. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, he's smart. He gets what you were talking about. You don't have to hammer it home, but she does. Yeah. That's what they do. How about that scene where Howard has bought, like, he, he's put, he has to put his own yes. gun together? There's, he's like, he's, it's like, yeah, I saved a couple hundred dollars by buying the pieces. Now I just have to assemble it. Can Who's, can, are, can you buy pieces of guns and just build your own? Can you do that? Is that a thing? Because I feel like a gun is a thing that you... You don't want you want up precision on you. engineering. I don't think you just put that together. Make a machine do it. So he's just like sitting there with tons of pieces and springs and coils and I. Uh, mm. There's a difference in having a gun that's dismantled, or you know, in, right. in pieces it's supposed to be in, right? And from scratch, just just like all right, <laughs> right, well I brought this spring and this, and I think if I put that in there, the clip may suit the bullets up into the, you know, mag- not magazine but the barrel. Yeah, this he's building a gun. <laughs> But he's I mean, like MacGyvering it from. He's got like a kit. And just in the diner, just on the table. Yeah, it's fine. It's like, yeah, I just finished a model helicopter. Now I'm gonna put a gun together. Ta da! He's working his way up. Got an IKEA desk at home. Figure I'll take care of that one next. I'm real handy. I love that they, that they just go and have sex in the diner. Oh, all the time. Well, Howard's just there in the other room waiting. Like, Howard, you, you're not catching on to this, are you? Kind mm. of simple guy. Yeah. <laughs> I love when he finally gets the gun together, which how that happened, I have no idea. Yeah. And he puts together and is like, oh yeah, I got the gun together. Points it at Lance's face and just goes, ha ha! It starts clicking, like just firing yeah. it. I mean, there's nothing in there, but. I did it's it. It's like a child. Yeah. It's like, oh, I got my Nerf gun. <laughs> That's a gun, dude. Hey, stop pointing guns at people. I don't care if it's not loaded. That's not. You'll catch a body on accident like that. True that. So what are Lance and Loretta going to do? Oh. I mean, they are in love. They are. I think there's some characters we haven't mentioned, Alex. So who would they be? Well, that would be the Stackpole family. Oh, the Stackpoles. The old Stackpoles. We've got, uh, we've got Wheeler. Mm-hmm. Eyes. He's, yeah. We, we, eyes. Well, he wears, he wears, he wears glasses. He's we very sensitive about them. We don't, I, something wrong with his eyes, clearly. Um, we've got, uh, Otis Stackpole, who's just a big, um, just dumb giant of a man. Lummox of a dude. Big, beefy lummox. And then uh, we've got Ernestina. Which we all know what her, oh, every, her obviously, ability obviously, or everyone, her everyone, oddness everyone, is. Everyone knows her ability. It goes without saying. It goes without saying. She's hot? Super hot. Well, well she's she's hot. She's I mean, she's attractive. She's cute. She's got an, a solid body. Mm-hmm. Doesn't say much, though. No. Also wears say. very provocative clothing. She does. She sluts it up. She sluts it up. Who's slutting harder? Ernestina or Loretta? Loretta. Loretta's actually fucking dudes. Yeah. Loretta's hot. Loretta's hot. Crazy hot. She also likes to be called Scarlet. She's into role-playing while she's having sex, which is kind of weird. Yeah. That whole dialogue between... The first one we see of her and Lance is amazing. Oh, it's so good. I love I love exposition during sex scenes. <laughs> that should be used more. Because we're, we're going to have to have exposition. Yeah. And we're going to have to have sex scenes. Yeah. Put them together. Bring them together. That easy. Bonzo. 
I love when Lance, in the first one they have together, Lance, like, they're feeding each other lines. Like, mm-hmm. Lance is telling her to say stuff. And then he gets worked up himself with the stuff he's having her say. Yes. Say it. Call me Scarlet. Say it, Scarlet. Mm, you're ten times the man Howard is. And? Mm, Howard's got a little dick. You're the real man. He can't satisfy me. And? Oh, Howard's a pussy. Yeah. Mm. Then why the hell did you marry him, Loretta? Scarlet. Scarlet, why'd you do it, huh? It was a Harley, wasn't it? <laughs> All right, well, now I'm your Harley, baby. Ride your little baby Lance. Yeah! Yeah. Why'd, so, you, was a, why'd, you, ever marry, why'd you marry him? Hey, wait a minute. He is horrible. Why'd you marry him? <laughs> like, why are you having an argument during sex? <laughs> I love... There's a proposal during sex. Mm-hmm. There is... Um, a lot of plotting and scheming. A lot of plotting and scheming. Plotting sex. to kill Howard during sex. It all happens during the sex scenes. Yeah. Guys, if, if you somehow, like, bought, like, the... But like the Walmart edit of this film. Could that exist? It's impossible. This would be absolutely... You couldn't understand it. This would be impossible. This would be uh, Donnie Darko. You're not going to figure this out. Now, now, Brad. (laughs) Let's do a hypothetical really quick. (laughs) I love the dialogue in this movie. (laughs) If it's not uh, just... Anything between Lance and Loretta, it's it's the freaking stag pools and Lance. Yeah, so okay. So our stag pools, um, for some reason, uh, they're creating like a barrier on the road that's forcing drivers off the highway. Yeah, every once in a while. Mm-hmm. They'll just bring a gate out. And our, bo- our boy Lance uh, catches on to this because him and Loretta are having sex in the car one night. They finish off and they go on their way and they're like, hey, what's this roadblock? They check it out, there's the stag pools. They've got some rando. They've, they've clubbed him. They're dragging him into their house. What's going on? Running his vehicle into the swamp. Shifty. Brad, I mean, we know this because they say that road is just a straightaway. There's no wrong turns. Right. So, I mean, there's obviously foul play being afoot. Yeah. How has no one else ever questioned the, uh, the fence they're putting in the middle of a straight road? Especially in a very, very, very small town. Yeah. You think the missing people, which are what, like seven or eight? At least, I know yeah. there's a lot of people down in there, um, because they've been taking them to their basement where they do experiments. Oh, there's a member of the Stackpole family we haven't introduced yet, Myron Stackpole, the head of the family. <laughs> He's basically just a giant head, pretty yeah. much. Head with like some tiny little arms and tiny little legs. He's like in a wheelchair, like strapped in, which is super creepy. But he can control the other family members. Yeah, he can also change his size. Just on a whim. <laughs> the wheelchair definitely changes size. Yeah. More, I think more than him. <laughs> Which is interesting. Through his telekinetic abilities, he can control his other siblings. Which are all born from the same egg? Yeah. Like there goes like quadruplets. Force. Though, for some reason, we got, a, we got a giant lummox. A guy with giant eyes who apparently has the powers to see like an eagle. And hear like something else that hears really good. <laughs> and smell like a bird dog. He has super senses. Super senses. And, well, Ernestina, who's, I mean, powers are obvious. Yeah. She's kind of attractive. <laughs> She's slutty. She has slutty-looking powers. She can dress up slutty. That's yeah. her powers. Do you know when they were kids that had to be weird? Yeah. Ernestina was just like, <laughs> like, yes, there's Wheeler who can see and hear and smell... There's Otis that's super strong. There's Myron who's the brain that can control them. And there's a girl. <laughs> What's she gonna do? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> it's kind of weird. She doesn't talk or do anything. 
Huh. Hmm. Oh, oh! Oh! Puberty! Oh, okay, she's hot now. Well, we can use that. What happens when she gets old? <laughs> we can use that. Oh, okay, well, that's what, That's your yeah. thing now. That's your thing. Yeah, I don't know. When she gets old, that's she's not going to be... I mean, that's, that's a short-lived thing. Yeah, that's not going to last long. Hmm. Weird. Weird. So, yeah, Myron, as the brains of the family, has used his siblings and, I guess, his intellect... To do all kinds of crazy shit. Right. They have lots of money, because apparently they're invested in oil or some shit. Yeah, I think it's like old family money. Okay, so, so they have the old family money, but Myron still maintains it. I right, guess. right, right. They've still got interest, I think, that are that are paying off. And Myron does a lot of experiments, hoping to ultimately transfer his intelligence, his brain, into a body that's normal, and right. not a freak, just potato head body. <laughs> yes. Uh, and so our boy Lance goes, and he's going to blackmail them. Mm-hmm. Makes perfect sense because they got to get rid of Howard. Mm-hmm. I mean, Loretta is just being like she's on Lance, dude. We got to get rid of Howard because he might kill us ultimately. Eventually, eventually, when he learns how to make bullets, when he learns how to put these bullets together from this box of this bullet making kit he got. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I do have an uncle that makes bullets, so is I it guess like that's the a drop thing. bullets. Were they? I don't know. I just know I have an uncle that has a bullet making machine in his basement. That is terrifying. Because he's a crazy person. That is nuts. Yeah, he is a crazy. <laughs> So I guess that is the thing. You can make your own bullets. So I'm sure that uh, Howard is doing that. Mm. I mean, he'll get to it. I mean, after the Ikea desk and, you know, after he builds his own front right. porch or one of those screen porches around the back. <laughs> I mean, then he mm. might get on the bullets. Definitely. They're in the queue. De- oh, definitely. He's just got a lot of shit to build. I mean, <laughs> and he got a Lego set for his birthday. Oh! It's like a TIE fighter. Girl. That's what Loretta got to stall him. <laughs> <laughs> I got to build Hogwarts. It's your birthday, honey. So many pieces. It's over 150. And Girl. Can you take them all afternoon? <laughs> so Lance is going to, he's he's blackmailing the stack pools. I'm on to you, stack pools. So here's what I need. I need you to kill off this guy because he's kind of the worst. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Because they can easily abduct Lance at wheel. He's there I right mean, now. Yeah. Why not just kill him right there? Let me give you a hypothetical situation. All right. And we are off to the races, friends. <laughs> this, this scene, this, this discussion, this hypothetical back and forth is amazing. Uh, hypothetically, let's say some guy, all clever like, hired himself a lawyer, maybe outside town. And maybe they don't know about him. And then maybe let's say... Uh, let's just say for conversation that somebody happened to see a strange old roadblock a couple of nights ago. And this fella, he happened to see uh, Otis here dragging some poor fella out of his pickup truck. Now, for conversation, let's just say that this fella um, happened to see the license plate of that truck. Such a fella might be inclined to go to the police. He might. He may. And then again... He may not. You see, this fella, he's got himself a whole world of problems. Now, suppose this fella now, uh, well, he ain't as smart as some, but he is smart enough to say, write down everything he saw that night and put it in a letter, and then he drives somewhere. And he finds himself a phone book, and he gets himself a lawyer, random-like. And he gives that letter to the lawyer, and he says, now... I'm going to call you ever so often on a schedule lock, and uh, I'm going to stop by all by myself. And if and I don't call or if I don't stop by or, well, if I turn up dead or missing, why, well, you just shoot that letter on over to the state's attorney's office. Let him get to work on it. And then, hypothetically, let's say that fella did something else and he had another lawyer. What? Hey, 
I don't know who's conning who. I, I don't know what's happening right now. I got lost like five. That's like Inception layers of, <laughs> of hypothetical situations. Hypotheticals within hypotheticals. <laughs> Head of the family. I, I, I need a trigger. I need a trigger. <laughs> How do I get out? <laughs> I mean, they are matching wits. They are matching some wits. A giant head dude in Lance. <laughs> Fastest town has to offer. I, what is this town? This is a uh, knobs knob knob hollow knob hollow knob hollow perfect for a Halloween flick. So th- we get through the hypothetical tangle. Yeah. So they go. They kill off Howard. Easy trap. They just have Ernestina stand on the side of the road, just looking Slutty. attractive. Yeah. I think his because Howard likes to have nicknames for people. Mm-hmm. Loretta is like fat bitch or whatever the hell he calls her. Right. Some version of that. Right, right, right. But when he rolls up on Ernestina, every time he's like, "What's up, cupcake? Nice." Hey. Nice, that's a good game. And then out of nowhere, who comes up? Otis. Punch. We get, a, we get a lot of awesome shots of point of view of Otis just punching, which is awesome. <laughs> because him and Ernestina have that tag team going. It's yeah. like, hey, it's a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. But then our boy Lance is like, you know what? I need to get more out of this. He's going to blackmail the stack pools. He's got Howard killed. Now he wants $2,000 a week. <laughs> which is nothing to them. Like no. They have so much money. They're like, okay, get it out of the drawer. <laughs> the drawer? You got a fucking drawer of money? Yeah. Just around. Why don't you just kick that head in the face and grab that drawer and run? I mean, really, Lance. You're... <laughs> I know you like to play that you're, you know, super smart and crafty, but just take matters in own hands and fucking punch the fun... Kick the face in. Yeah. Kick the head the, in. the rest of the family is nothing without him. Right. You free these slaves. <laughs> yeah. You go to the cops, and you're set for life. Oh, it's great. Good plan, but... Uh, that is a great plan. That's I, a great plan. But of course, ah! Uh, and then Myron's like, well, why don't we just kill you right now? Oh, because... Now, now, Myron. Hypothetically. Hypotheticals. <laughs> All right. All right, so he's, got, so he's got a lawyer in some town, and if he doesn't call the lawyer on, on like, a set schedule... On the regs. ...and give him, like, the code word, then he's going to forward the information to the cops. And then the stack pools are going to be out of business. Can't afford that. Oh, can't afford that. Honestly, I was really surprised there actually was a lawyer. <laughs> of course. I, I thought that was just like something, you know, you just say that. And, you know, you hope that they don't call your bluff on it. Well, he did it. <laughs> well, way to go, Lance. I love I loved the scenes with uh, uh, Lance and Loretta pretending not to know that Howard's missing. Yeah. <laughs> the one... In the diner with um, the other diner woman. Right. Is amazing. Any word from Howard? Oh, no, and it's been almost a week. Week? No, that's terrible. Feels almost like forever. Did you call the police? Of course I did, just like you told... I mean, of course I did, but it's like he just fell off the face of the earth. I imagine you've, uh... Well, you've about given up hope of ever seeing your husband again. Well, foul play of the permanent variety does seem to be the generally held opinion. Of course, our marriage was troubled. (coughs) I hadn't realized that. Yes, of course, well, we didn't talk about it much, but what with him being a gangster and drug seller, murder and all, well, it did make normal life a bit difficult. All these actors, even given the script and the campiness of this film, it's Mm -hmm. just amazing. I love all of their deliveries. It is, it's funny. It's, it, I mean... 
It's really funny, honestly, guys. This is a this is a horrible, horrible movie that's so awesome. I will say that it's slow. Like the pacing. When I looked up and saw an hour, I thought, "Wow, really? Just an hour has passed." Well, that's the one thing. Like especially when you get into the scenes, Myron and Lance, and it's just dialogue, dialogue, and a lot of unnecessary dialogue without fucking in it, which we're not accustomed right. to at this point. I mean, we need more fucking. We need a lot more fucking. Like if maybe maybe if like Myron was fucking Lance, and then maybe, maybe well, we'd be paying attention. Well, that. Kind of happens once, doesn't it? Yeah, it does kind of happen once. Besides some pacing issues, this movie's absolutely brilliant. Totally recommend it. I would even I would say group reviewing. This is definitely, definitely. A, uh, you can easily have a drinking game to this. Every time the word hypothetical is used. Yes. <laughs> oh. Every time someone calls Loretta Scarlet. Drink. It, you you're gonna get messed up. Once Lance wants to extort more money or money from the stag pools mm-hmm. the stag pools can't have that can't cannot, uh, cannot play like, with it cannot win no. with it so Myron's like eyes or whatever that dude's name is Wheeler Wheeler why was his name Wheeler that's weird um Wheeler how about you go and track just follow Lance and see what's up right and within the course of a day they have everything they need to just totally foil Absolutely. Lance's plans I love when Loretta comes to Lance's place and it's right after uh, Howard's been killed I don't want to play it cool. I'm, I'm too so hot. hot. I'm too hot to play it cool. Let's fuck. All right, take your panties off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? He's like, all right. All right. Might as well. It's awesome. So funny. Oh, when he proposes, like they're having sex. Yeah. He proposes during sex. I'm trying to tell you true. You are the only honey bear for me. That's right. You make all the mother girls like on TV and stuff look like a bunch of ugly Oh, Sal. Oh, Lance, you mean it? Sure as shit, baby. <laughs> From now on, it's Lance and Loretta till death do us part. Oh, Lance. Yeah, baby, I want you to be Mrs. Lance Bogan. <laughs> that is, if you'll have me. Oh, Lance, I'll have you. I'll hold you. I'll do you. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they almost get off rhythm or something and just like, yeah. bitch, listen. I want to marry you. I've given a lot of thought about us. What does that mean? You know what it means? Did you go to Jared's? Fuck. No, I didn't go to Someone Jared's. Someone didn't go to Jared's. Well, he wants he wants her to pick out the ring that she wants, because they're rolling to big money now. I mean, right, he could right. get her some kind of lame Cracker Jack ring, but he wants to show her something special. Right. He wants to get her the ring she wants. Sure, he does. In the span of the week that he is extorting money from these people. <laughs> right. <laughs> not a lot of time. I'm sure there's not a lot of ring shops yeah. in uh, Nilbog, wherever the hell we're at right now. <laughs> in Nabahalo. In Nabahalo. Nabahalo. I mean, Stagpoles catch on to him. It's that easy. Of course. Keep on talking, you little country con man. Every stupid word's a deposit in the pain bank. <laughs> you just wait. Pretty soon you'll be making a withdrawal. You and that powder puff whore of yours. We have Wheeler and Otis. We get a scene where they go and they get a bus ticket. <laughs> and they go to the lawyer and his secretary is like, you don't have an appointment, I can't let you in here. Otis just punches a bitch out. <laughs> it's awesome. So good. <laughs> Comes out of nowhere. I did not expect yeah, it. At all. It's like, bitch, please. <laughs> we don't need any permission. They go in, they get the letter. There actually is a letter, amazingly. And it's in the it's in his like vault. They just take it. Kill the guy. Yeah. Next snap. Dunzo. They also find out from that guy that he to his knowledge, there are no copies of this letter. Right. So Lance did not cover all his bases. Right. He's a, he's a small town uh, extortionist. Defo. 
Gotta get Lance. Gotta kidnap Lance and Loretta. I will say before this, Lance has started to become more intrepid. He's like, you know what? Maybe since Howard's gone, I can start running all the extortions that he was running. And that could be a fun time. In addition to also, I guess, blackmailing the stag pools. But he never used to realize And, and running my uh, diner slash grocery store slash everything store slash local one and only telephone. But from behind the scenes. Because he right. wants that one waitress to take things over. Right, right, right. So there's all that. But none of it's lived. I mean, no. they, they kidnap him. But it's interesting how they kidnap Lance. Because it's almost like... Yeah. I mean, the way to get to Myron is, I mean, he's a head. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. Super intellect. Is to play m- Matt's wits with him. Or match mm-hmm. wits with Right. Him. So I'm assuming that all the time that there was the dialogue between them, it was actually probably a sex scene. Because that's all ah. Myron knows. He's just like, well, who, who's this gentleman who is at my house calling me and is also matching wits with me? Ah. Uh, hello, good sir. Now you know what I use my sister for, right? She is a surrogate, which I fuck dudes with. Exactly. <laughs> which, guys... <laughs> he Ernestina shows up at Lance's place. Does Lance keep his door locked? I, I mean, what is Lance's another thing. deal? Everybody seems to live in studio... They just have bedrooms. They live in, like, studio apartments that don't have kitchens. Yeah. Because it's just a bedroom. And, like, these people come through. There's that awesome scene where Otis, like, like pushes Lance against the wall. And the, clearly yes. the fake wall shakes. <laughs> and you can see the seams. And it's awesome. At least shoddy construction and... Yeah, on the uh, soundstage. No, slash er, shitty efficiency room <laughs> without a kitchen. But so, they send Ernestina to seduce Lance, but Lance should know that that's just Myron controlling Ernestina, which means uh, Lance is having sex with Myron. Well, doesn't he say that? Doesn't he see Ernestina and says, Oh, hi, Ernestina. Thanks for the money. Or, or should, should I, I say, say Myron? Myron. <laughs> <laughs> And Myron's like, well, hey, that's cool, whatever. Hey, Lance, why are you letting Myron blow you? <laughs> why are you fucking Myron through his sister? That's fucking weird. He can't help it. She's got some weird kind of sexual power, and by that, she's just hot. And not that hot. Hot ish. Loretta's much hotter. Fucking, well, I mean, come on. <sighs> You're fucking Loretta. She's crazy hot. But this other hot broad, the only other one, and now Apollo comes up to you and's like, let's fuck. So, are you, are you going to turn that down, I Brad? mean, I'm... You are going to turn that down. Be honest. Answer me true. <laughs> now, let's I've see. gotten into the dialogue of these people. What has this movie done to me? I could, I could, I could fuck my hot girlfriend that's yeah. really hot. Conti- you're going to awesome. continue to fuck her. Or I could fuck the less hot but slutty-looking um, mentally handicapped girl that's being controlled by her creepo brother. Well, Howard doesn't mind if she's retarded. Oh, no. He Why should you? No, of course not. In that situation, you wouldn't have fucked Myron. I mean, Ernestina. Ernestina yeah. as Myron. <laughs> no, Myron is Ernestina. Either way, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it either. Cannot play with it. Cannot win. But with he it. knowingly does this. Yeah. He knowingly does this. Yeah. And of course, at some point, all of a sudden, like, I, it, it's weird. Like the shot is weird because it is weird because it's like, I guess. Maybe Ernestina, like, rolls off of him, and then there's Otis out of nowhere. Punch! So Otis is watching. He's been there the whole time, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. Because then Otis, after that, goes to get Loretta. Right. And, of course, she's in, like, some kind of skimpy thing that's barely on her. Like, she rolls over oh. and her breast is, like, yeah. falling out of her top. Of course, because we can't we can't have Loretta clothed for too long. Of course not. Can't have it. I think you even said something, like, isn't Loretta, like, naked through most of this movie during most of her dialogue? And she at least part of her. Oh, yeah. Exposed. She's at least, yeah. If you were to make a Venn diagram of her screen time and then the amount of clothing she's wearing, it's an interesting little diagram. Yeah. 
so yeah, he sees her, and of course, this is where Otis, his subdued or subconscious mind, starts coming out. Mm. And it's like, well, wait a minute. That's a pretty girl right pretty there. Pretty girl. Well, we do see that earlier in the bus station. Um, like, Otis's head is turned by some random girl at the bus station. And by bus station, I really mean, like, just, like, room. Dude, I don't know what the hell it was. At first it was this weird. a gymnasium? What is this? Well, where is this bus Are station Are they about to take a train? What is What's happening? Bizarre. So weird. So that's been set up, that... That Otis, Otis's, Otis's head is, get, can get turned by a pretty girl. He's looking for love. It's even stronger than Myron's control of him is Otis's appreciation for the ladies. He's got a tender spirit. This film is all about being tender. <laughs> that's, the, that's the overwhelming theme. Tenderness. Tenderness of heart and spirit. <sighs> wow. Oh, it's so tender. It's perfect. Perfect for tender. the Tender. Otis gets her, but we see, mm-hmm. oh, wait a minute, Otis may be a problem. Or the solution. Who knows? Oh. Lance wakes up. He's been stripped to his boxers. Questionable. And he's being held upside down. I'm surprised he wasn't nude because they got him in the middle of sex with Ernestina or Myron. Oh, it's true. So maybe they, maybe uh, Myron said, hey, put some boxers on him. That's, that's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. he's like full undressed and then Myron just undressed him again for his fun. Who knows how this works? I'm, I'm not sure, but, uh, and he's got him upside down for some reason. <laughs> Which, during that whole scene of when they're all together, mm-hmm. is just ridiculous, because it's just... Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. delivering his lines upside down, looking at him, yeah. not losing his cool at no. all. He's just like, now, Myron, why are we going through all this? <laughs> Here's a know. hypothetical situation for you, Myron. Let's just say some fella had a lawyer... I've already got the letter from the lawyer, Mr. Upside Down Bogan. <laughs> Best line ever, by the way. Brad lost it. I you did. went into a hysterical. I forgot fit, all about that. Yeah. <laughs> think the the one liners are all, but Mister. All right, Mister. Upside down, Bogan. <laughs> oh, God, that's awesome. I don't think so. You don't. Uh, uh-uh, Myron. You see, you made one mistake. And what's that, Mister. Upside down, Bogan? Oh, man, they're trading wits again. Yeah, sure, you got the letter from that lawyer, but what you don't know is there's another secret lawyer, and he knows that if I and the other lawyer ever go missing, he's got a copy of the letter, too. (laughs) He's supposed to call these four phone numbers, (laughs) and if one of them is not answered, then he's supposed to take that lawyer to the justice piece himself. I mean, that letter. And hypothetically, let's just say that he calls four people and gets five dollars from each of those people, and then those five people get five people from those people. Well, then we've got more money than you, Myron (laughs) Stanley. And we're gonna buy you out. What are you talking about, Mr. Upside Down Bogan? It's called a Ponzi scheme, bitch. Get on this. Brad, please write the screenplay for this sequel to this movie. Please. You have the talent. Why aren't you doing it for good? Use it for good. It's so great. And then they they bring in Loretta. Yeah. I mean, the whole crew's there. It's so good. And, I, and Loretta is gonna try to seduce Myron. Yeah. But in, like, the most obvious, awful way ever. I love her. Well, she's, she's terrified by him at first. Yeah. She is, she's so funny. Because it's so fake. And Lance is like, Loretta, just, just quit it. Just shut up. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty much like that. It's just like, shut up, Lance. I'm bamboozling him. Now, now, With my Loretta. breasts. Awesome. I mean, she does just basically like, it's you I've wanted the whole time. I'm attracted to men with a high intellect. You see, I'm attracted to the physical, sure, but also the mental and the spiritual. <laughs> mental and spiritual. Yes. It's, it's awesome. And we get the, and like Myron starts to go in for it. And then there's the weird 
weird scene where she like takes off her top, and then Myron sticks out his tongue. Apparently, Myron has like a super giant, extra long lizard it's tongue, long prancel tongue. And he he licks her breast like, but it's like a three foot tongue action going on. And then it's like he has a little orgasm. Because <laughs> of his little penis. It's weird. It is gross. It's gross. It is very but that, gross. But that's all he needs. And then he's like, well, well, that's great and all, but I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what up? Because his plan is now to torture her to get the information about the second lawyer. And I'm assuming there probably actually is a second lawyer. <laughs> There is. Because this is what Lance does with this time. He makes up elaborate schemes. Well, he was gone for like two days, right? And even Loretta didn't know where he was. He was scheming. He was doing this. He was, he was getting those 12 lawyers, <laughs> the backups to the backup <laughs> lawyers. It is awesome. Like, I can assume that the Justice of the Peace or whoever he, the letters are getting to, that he has a letter. Yeah. And if, if Lance doesn't call him, the, the, the guy who needs a letter opens the letter. <laughs> There's like, it's like everyone in town actually has a letter, but they're only allowed to open it under circumstances. Somebody, and it's just this giant chain of like 800 people. Giant phone tag. And in 96, oh. dude. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of phone tag. A lot of three-way calling going on. Oh, yeah. If you don't get a three-way phone call from me at 11.45 on Tuesday and have me list my three favorite colors in order, orange, mauve, turquoise, then you know to send this letter on to five friends. Five friends! <laughs> Listen then to five more friends each. Until they all have the letters. <laughs> Until it eventually reaches the justice of peace. <laughs> He's going with the, what is it? What is that? The six separation thing? Yes. Okay, and you gotta, you gotta get this letter to Kevin Bacon. <laughs> and then go through And then Kevin Bacon is gonna make six movies. And wait, what? Lance, what are you fucking... He's running every angle. He's <sighs> too smart. Everybody already knows. Like, the, the, the stack of winning is already being prosecuted. It's just taking them that long to... <laughs> There's a lot of paperwork involved. There's a lot of paperwork. He handed them the letter. He went to... <laughs> Because of the piece, he just gave him the Hey, just the piece. If you don't hear from me, open this letter. Okay. Oh. Wait, we need to get on this, guys. Wait, I told you don't open the letter. Oh, yeah, I'm not opening the letter. Yeah, we need to prosecute these guys. Yeah. Can you get some, can you get, uh, some people over there? Sorry, it's going to take about a week to okay. get right. well, I'm so sorry. We're just well, uh, I, I, I'm surely nothing's going to happen between now and then. Let's just, yeah. uh, I mean, this guy's not going to do anything stupid, right? Come on. Already on the way to the other lawyers. Oh. He had a convention of lawyers. <laughs> now, now, gentlemen, I know you ruined your convention. Now, hypothetically, I got something just run by us. Hypothetically, let's say a fellow had a letter that he needed. Sir, could you just give us the letter? I need you to not open this unless these five circumstances happen. Now, if there's a solar eclipse and you look up into the sky and. Sir, I... Uh, now, wait, wait. If it's cloudy, it's going to be different. All right. Because <laughs> it's different. <laughs> Fuck, Lance. Lance, dude. I mean, but part of me loves Lance. I love it. That he's always scheming like this. I love him. Love him. So... Upside down, Lance. So, uh, Mr. Upside Down Bogan, he's, he's going to be treated to a show. Because what Myron does for fun is make the crazy people in his basement whose brains he's chopped up, he makes them perform... Theatrical ventures. They put on little shows for him in his basement. That's a theater. Mm. Didn't um, John's Wolf Booth perform at this theater Indeed. a long time ago? Was it before or after he assassinated Lincoln? <laughs> really, Lance? Oh, Lance. Comedy hijinks. They're gonna do a performance of Saint Joan, and guess who's gonna be playing Joan of Arc? Loretta. <laughs> oh no. Amazing. So basically, they're just going to tie her up and burn her at the stake. But first, we do have to watch the play. 
which is fun. Which Loretta plays along with. She does. She gets into it a little bit, which is fun to watch. And they have, like, shock collars on, so mm-hmm. all the uh, the experiments are on stage delivering their lines, and she doesn't know what's up. Right. And, of course, um, Myron's like, read the lines. And she tries to deliver a performance. Like, she's really going to try. Yes. It's awesome. It's a really, it's a really funny scene. Lance even gets into it. He's like, she can't do this for nothing. Hypothetically, if she was to be an actress, she'd get fired on stage first day. Hypothetically, if Loretta was in this situation, but it was in the situation in which she was an actress trying to make a living, she would be hypothetically very poor. Yeah, like in one of them cities. Let's say New York, as an example. Or maybe Chicago. Just to run the numbers. Just like Lance, dude. Mr. Upside Down Boken, your hypotheticals are really annoying. I kind of want the Stagpools and Lance and Loretta to, like, go across country conning people. Yes. So we get to it. Uh, finally, uh, there we're, he's, he's ready to kill her. He's ready to get the information on the second lawyer. So, of course, he's going to strip her. Of course. Tie her to the stake and set the thing on fire. Of course, our boy Otis can't let this happen. Otis runs on stage, grabs her. No longer in control by his brother. Right. He's broken free. And suddenly the house is on fire. I think he pulls like a Frankenstein. The whole thing, you remember like in The Bride of Frankenstein where he's like, go live. You stay. We belong, Dad. We belong, He's Dan. like, no, you know burn in fire. House burn in fire. And he switches uh, a switch, which apparently is a self-destruct for the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like a curtain goes up in flame and everyone's uh, freaking out. It's insane. Myron's like wheeling, is wheelchairing it out of there. And then all of a sudden... Now that, you know, he doesn't have the muscle to back him up, Lance just, like, starts pushing the wheelchair and just, like, pushes him down some stairs. Thrown. Done. Which is kind of fun watching him, like, yeah. bounce down the stairs. But then he runs into Wheeler. And, oh, he fucking pops his giant eyeball. That's gross, dude. Come it's on. a gross sound. Don't do that. Don't pop a man's giant eyeball. It's Wheeler. He doesn't... He was under someone else's control. Yeah. It's awful. What happens to Ernestina? Oh, she's just there, being hot. We see her with Myron. So we get to, so um, Otis has carried uh, Loretta down into like the freak show basement, and they're trying to get through there. She, oh, she, oh no, Howard's there, but he's like apparently they've of course done experiments on him. He seems much nicer now. Yeah, he seems a little bit more like he's dropping some articles, but other yeah. than that, he seems fine. Actually, I think he's better off. I think it's a huge improvement. He's at peace with himself and yeah. the world. Tender, it's tender. He has experienced tenderness the first time. Ah, and I love when he runs in. He he runs into Lance, mm-hmm. and he's like Lance. Howard? Not seeing you, man. Well, yeah. gotta go. <laughs> yeah, it's like because Lance is fine to leave him down yeah. there, burned to death. I mean, he's got potatoes. He's right. cool. Yeah, he's good. Um, so Lance is like trying to make it out of the house, and then Ernestina shows up. Lance, save me, Lance. Haven't you learned your lesson, dude? Start thinking about those hypotheticals. You start m- mouthing <sighs> everyone. Fuck. Ernestina is just Myron fucking with you <laughs> and are fucking you. <laughs> <laughs> So Ernestino lures him into a corner or something, and then um, Wheeler shows up with his one good eye left and a shiv shivs him. But not before uh, Lance gets uh, one last hit on Wheeler. So they're both down. The house is burning. We see Otis and Loretta get out of the house and watch it burn. Such trying times. Oh, such trying times. Especially for Loretta. I mean, she's been through a lot tonight. She should probably just go home and sleep it off. Yeah, she'll just sleep. I mean, she, I mean she, she lucked out. She's fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean... You know, sometimes it gets you and sometimes you get it. And tonight, she got out. True that. She needs to go home and just sleep it off, wake up in the morning, see what things are like. But pretty girl. I'm still, the fact that she was ready to go home, like all this shit happened to you. She's like, wow, that was pretty crazy. (laughs) Well, see you later, Otis. (laughs) It's like, what? 
Well, all those letters are already in there. I mean, the cops will be here any minute. Ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm the hottest girl in this town. I'll be fine. Nothing's gonna happen to me. Fuck. Of course, the most attractive men, Howard and Lance, are gone. But right, right. But she's still the hottest, hottest girl in town. She'll be, she's always gonna land on her feet or back. <laughs> One of the two things she'll be on. Oh, and Otis. He's the strongest man in the town now, I guess. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, heir to the Stackpole fortune. He's the richest man in the town. Well, well, well. Hmm. You Tarzan, me Loretta. Cut to Justice of the Peace. These kids are getting married. <laughs> they talked about their meet-cute at the mansion. Yes. Oh, what a great meet-cute. <laughs> they had an awesome meet-cute. Her brother was trying to kill me. And he, she... I was He's, nude, tied to tied to a post about to be burned alive. He ran on stage and saved me. Adorable. <laughs> Meet cute. <laughs> Which turned into the perfect wedding. And then, like, there's one point, Loretta's kind of laughing, and then Otis takes cue and starts laughing, and then he starts laughing maniacally. What does that mean? Is Otis evil, too? Is Otis still being controlled by, uh... By Myron? Myron? Possibly. Where's Ernestina in all this? Yeah, no one cares. Or is she just realizing, oh god, Otis is really <laughs> fucked up. This is just a dumb, crazy yokel. He could kill me. He could kill me in my he, sleep. He may accidentally snap her neck. Not even meaning to. Yeah, head of the family. I love this movie. It's so awesome. I mean, that's how it ends. Yeah, that's the end. And then, like, the credits roll, and then it begins again. It <laughs> <laughs> just is on constant it's loop. Really, yeah, it's really weird on the DVD. Like, once the credits end, the movie just starts over at the end of the beginning. I thought there was a secret scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, a secret scene? No, wait, the whole movie's starting over again. Awesome. It is amazing, it is awesome. though, Brad. This was an amazing Halloween thing. Yeah, and I will say, just as watching Twin Peaks, there, there were a lot of little Twin Peaks moments that made me think of. Really, especially with all the the, the the diner stuff going on, and it, there were some there were some things that reminded me of some things happening currently on on the Twin Peaks. So cool, fun times. So you guys should all watch it because it's comedy gold. Agreed. Ramjack's suffering will be legendary, even in hell. Hey friends, we're here. Time to talk about Belvedere, Mr. Belvedere. Streaks on the China Man. Never mattered until now. And it will always matter in my heart from here on out. Yeah. Guys, Bubble Deer has gotten way better. <laughs> so much better. This. It was our first special episode of Belvedere, correct? It was a special I mean, yeah. that's all uh, I'll say, Brad. Uh, yeah. You're going to be summarizing the episode. What was this one called? Delivery. All right, dude. Are you ready? I am ready. I'm going to give you on the count of three. One, one, two, two, three, go. All right, this is delivery. Okay, guys, um, Kevin's got someone coming over to help him with a science project. It's a little lady, uh, and she's pregnant. What? Meanwhile, Heather's getting ready for the big dance. Oh, she's gonna wear something great. Hey, Kevin, how's it look? Am I sexy for you? Am I sexy? Kevin, please tell me I'm sexy. You're my sister. Mm-mm-mm. Anyhow, I got a pregnant bitch to deal with. She's thinking about names for the kid. Maybe I name it Kevin. What? Oh, is Kevin the father? No, don't worry. It's fine. He's not the father. It's cool. But she is very pregnant. Also, it's kind of icy out. Ah, uh, looking, looking kind of bad. Oh, she's going to have the baby. Oh, crap. She's going to have the baby. Where's Marsh? Oh, Marsh is off taking Heather to the dance. No. The paramedics, they can't get there on time. The doctor up the street, he's a podiatrist. He's no help. George and Belvedere, deliver a baby. What? Kevin proposes. It gets a little weird. That's Belvedere. 53 seconds. Nice. Yes. Great episode. It really was. It was amazing on all fronts. I think it opens with Belvedere making himself breakfast or something, and George just picking food off his plate and look, yeah. looking at him like, what? And then Wesley T rolls in, just soaked. Drenched. 
Hey, there was some of the weather that was going to turn to snow tonight, so I just thought I'd stand outside and wait for it. Wesley. Wesley, you're the worst. Marsha gets home. She's like, oh, I'm so wet. It's awful. Wesley T's like, well, hey, let's go outside and step on snails. Let's, let's murder snails. Yeah, I don't get that. And then he, then he starts making the crunching sound with his, like, miming right. killing snails and looking at his mom like, am I weirding you out, mom? Do you realize I'm a serial killer yet, mom? Because <laughs> I'm going to be a serial killer now. And Mr. Belvedere gets grossed out by this and can't finish his dinner. Mm. I love his facial expressions. <laughs> and, oh, and, and meanwhile, we know uh, Heather's getting ready for ready for a date. I'll go to the music nine months later. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping. I, I, yeah. We looked at each other and I was like, please, when those when the credits come back, just say nine months later. Please. <laughs> oh. But it, it didn't happen, sadly. No, no, it didn't. Sadly. Heather's just rolling around with, like, tons of makeup on. She yeah. had her hair in curlers, I think, and just, uh-huh. like... It was weird. She was asked Belvedere what kind of nails, like bluish something, or maybe they were green, green or green black. or black. Black. The black ones look very pointy, like mm-hmm. they're fake nails. So I mean, yeah. Belvedere basically said, "Just stop." I, how about some gloves? Gloves Just, and you're, stop it. Wash your face. You're you, fine. You look like a whore. You look like a whore. You look like a cheap whore. Your brother's not going to like that at all. Why, why are people running around the house with just robes on? Uh, there's a lot of robage. That's weird. That's not appropriate for a woman her age. A girl her age, I should say. Yes. So that's happening. Indeed. Um, then uh, Kevin's Kevin's friend shows up. Well, Kevin's rolling around and hinting at a science project he has to do. Oh, that's uh, right. He also infected the refrigerator with three different forms of E. coli. Yeah. All in cultures. And almost killed his brother. <laughs> Kevin is growing E. coli in the refrigerator. Hey, Kevin. Um, are you okay? I mean, we both straight up when he said that. Yeah. Red alert. Yeah. There's E. coli cultures in your fridge, dog? Ah. Well, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. Belvedere's not cool with that at all. Wesley T comes in, he's about to eat one. Because he thinks it's Jello. Yeah. Because he's fucking crazy. Oh, is this Jello? But they never tell him it's not Jello. No, they don't. Which is the biggest mistake, because you know he's going to eat it. Yeah. They're like, oh, no, no, you shouldn't eat that. He's like, what? Come on, I'm, I want that. That looks good. No, no, this isn't really good for human consumption. They never say, no, Wesley T, that's going to fucking kill you. That's going to fuck you up. That is a coli. Doesn't Wesley say something like, what's the brown one flavored? And his brother starts to give it to him, because Belvedere does say, if you feed it to him, you'll get an A for sure. Because <laughs> they're supposed to introduce this into, like, other organisms or something? They're basically yeah. supposed to poison things yeah, with this E. coli. Yeah, the science experiment is to kill. <laughs> How many can you kill? Because this was the day and age where you could just, like, crack an, a raw egg and put it in milk and blend it and then mm. drink it for breakfast. Yeah. And that was cool. Right. So I Fuck. guess, man. Fuck. That was that was a little scary. That was terrifying. But yeah, you're right. He's got a friend coming over right. to help him with science. Right. They got to get. They got to make it real with science, and she is making it real with science because there's some science going on inside of her. I mean, we asked it, and so did Wesley T. Is that your science experiment? She rolled up in that giant blue poncho thing. Mm-hmm. Boom. Pregnant. Nine months pregnant. She's she is ready to have that baby. She is. And immediately, like uh, George and Marsha are a little little weirded out. Another weird thing about her is that she is constantly, um, be- she's like really bemoaning her pregnancy, which is weird. <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, every t- stuff keeps coming up. Like, well, I made some bad decisions of my own, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Hey, Debbie Downer. Everything has to do with her pregnancy. Yeah, everything it always goes back to watch your step. Oh. <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> and boy, it's just lazy. And boy, it's just—he's just like. 
Heather's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to the big dance. And he's like, oh, yeah, I remember when I used to go to dances. Mm. I think her exact words, I remember my last dance. And she looks at her stomach, and Heather is scared straight. <laughs> yeah, she is. It's like, bitch, why didn't you get an abortion? You should. You are a was... prime candidate for having an abortion. <laughs> After the third or fourth pregnancy joke within the span of two minutes, mm-hmm. Brad looks at me and is like, why didn't she get an abortion, bitch? That's what get it's a fucking for. Abortion. That's what it's for. But she's take, she wants to make me. She wants to have the kid. It's because she's a dumb teenager. There's no better. You don't just haphazardly have a child. She has gained a lot of wisdom in those nine months, though, Brad. Has she? Yeah. Has she? Not really. No, not at all. If anything, she's become disillusioned. I, yeah. She's returning the advances of Kevin. Which, what is he thinking at this Oof. point? Oof. She came like that. <laughs> so she's talking to um, George and Marge, and she's like. Yeah, I'm thinking, uh, you know, maybe Emily if it's a girl, or Kevin if it's a boy. What? What? And they immediately grab Kevin and, like, roll off in the kitchen. Like, what the fuck? Something, something you want to tell us, Kevin? Jeez, Mom and Dad, you know. You got me. Got me. Fuck. Bingo. Look, I took the car last night. I forgot to fill it with gas. Oh. My mistake, man. Is that it? Is there anything else? Did you fuck abroad? Who who would I have fucked? That, of course not. Is that your baby? Oh, I thought you... Oh. <laughs> no, 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 mom, dad. Have you haven't talked to Heather, though, have you? Oh, no. What would that have to do with anything? I have no oh, idea. No, who knows? Who knows? I don't... Did someone say Just that? Just don't talk to Heather. Don't talk to Heather. Until after a doctor's appointment tomorrow. <laughs> Gotta make sure. P's and Q's. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, they, they corner him because they're... I mean... <laughs> Knowing how Kevin rolls, mm-hmm. this would be how he would introduce oh, his yeah. unborn child to his parents. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there's Science Project we're doing. And my wife, I mean my hey. girlfriend, I mean the bitch I knocked up is coming over. And I'm the dad's. Surprise! You're going to be a grandpa! Oh, fuck. Kevin does flip the script on him, though, because when they're relieved, he's, like, very disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> I think that she's like, yeah, well, she's just having friends. Like, everyone's, like, weirded out by her, and they're, they're creeped out because she's pregnant. Yeah, because she's a teenager and she's pregnant. She's made some really stupid life choices and hasn't had an abortion yet. It was the 80s. I mean, come on. Huh. A different time. Burp. <laughs> that it wasn't a different time? I, it's not a different time. I mean, of course, dude, that was 20 years ago. Yeah. You get an abortion. <laughs> 20 years ago. Especially 20 years ago. Yes. Well, I mean, that wasn't, that's not what she decided to do. Well, she But she was uneducated. Yeah, she made a huge mistake. How old is Kevin? He's like starting to drive. So, I mean, these kids are 17, 16. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the sweet 16 dance. (sighs) So, they've decided to post up and study. Heather and Mother, is, isn't Mother, like, chaperoning the dance or something? Cause no. Why, that's she's, why she's out of the house, right? No, she went to the library to study while Heather was at the dance. Oh, just trying to get escape for yeah. two hours from this No, family. no, I'm just going to take Heather to the dance, and then I'm going to go study at the library and be with my other family. <laughs> and then I'll pick Heather up and leave my other family and come home to this family unit. This place. <laughs> this, this old place that I visit. Oh, I'm glad Mr. Belvedere's here. Then what was the whole thing with her telling George to go to bed and George's like, oh, I've been a bad boy. Gross. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. You're screaming youths in the hallway. That sounds like an animal, not a screaming youth. That's a screaming youth, I'm pretty sure. A mute uh, screaming youth? What is there's it? not much of a difference between animals and screaming youths. 
It's all the same for you, isn't it? Is, it is. It's it is. processed the same. Yeah. Is that a baby crying, or is that a squirrel just chirping or something? <laughs> Can't tell. Don't, don't, don't care. Don't, don't care. <laughs> but you will go out of your way to kill crickets. Uh, dude, I killed two last night. Really? Yeah. How are they getting in? I don't know. They get in somehow. I look for... No. Okay, I don't look forward because I don't want you to kill any more of these bugs. And I don't want them to get in the house and, you know, you waste an hour of your life trying to find one of these things. Well, I don't, I, don't, I don't spend that much time. It's just there. I see them. Well, you're a trained killer now. Well, yeah, I'm good But at this. it would be awesome to be in your apartment uh, recording and all of a sudden just hear it and watch you just go crazy like, shit, we got... All right, time to break. Uh, it's, it's usually the late hours when they start infiltrating. Crickets, man. Oh, hate them. How about uh, when Heather uh, asks uh, Kevin what she thinks about it, her outfit? Do I look sexy, Kevin? What is that about? Mm. You do not ask your brother if you look sexy. And he calls out, he's like, hey, I'm your brother. Because he's got to play it cool. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to be too obvious. Doesn't he say something like... Keep it low profile. Yeah. I mean, she's just trying to be like anything to try to get a response from Kevin. Like, yeah. what does he like? Does he like this giant blazer that's like four sizes too big for me? I got A I gotta... male extra large blazer on a blazer on... A young adult or I've, a child. I've got this dress that mom thinks is too risque with a giant blazer and like a necklace and... Some kind of bow thing. And right? a bow and some kind hair and uh, woo, I'm just playing all the cards of weirdness. Look at my gloves. Belvedere told me where I'm <laughs> You like gloves? <laughs> look, look. How would, how would I know if that's sexy? I'm Heather, your you brother. Do know, Heather, you're doing a lot of things right now. I don't know what they are, but I'm your brother and we'll talk about this doesn't he pat her on the back or something though when he walks away? I can't oh, no, even imagine. Gra- I think he just grabbed her ass and was like, "Yeah, we'll talk about this." Later. How would I know? I'm your brother. Yeah. <laughs> Yee. That dress was a little short though. Now it could have just been because the the blazer went up to like mm-hmm. I guess mid well, upper thigh, right. and the dress cut off at that point yeah. too. And then <sighs> pregnant woman starts it again. She's like, "You look good in your dress. I look good <laughs> in my dresses." <laughs> I used to have nice dresses I could wear. None of them seem to fit anymore. I'm pregnant. At one point, the baby kicks, Mm -hmm. and she seems amazed by it. Like, oh, the baby kicked. It's you're you're almost about to have a kid. Yeah. Has it just started kicking? That's impossible. That's scary if you're just feeling for the first time. So Heather's scared straight. She's like, you know, yeah, I'm never. You know, I can't really be talking to anything. I'm sad. And then she's paranoid. She's like, ah. Oh no, I'm not ready for this. I'm not ready for this dance. I don't want to get knocked up by my brother or anybody. Anyone? By anyone. Not even a family member. But, you know, we'll see what happens. So there's that. I guess they leave and (laughs) all is right with the world. Yeah. Don't we segue immediately into them watching cells divide under a microscope? That's right. She's like, oh yeah, cells dividing. I know what that's like. (laughs) I'm pregnant. You ever seen this before? I felt it. <laughs> oh, it kicked again. By the way, I'm pregnant. Tell <laughs> me those. Sli- I'm pregnant. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. Oof, still oof. give me those slides if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Here's some slides. I remember the last time um, I slid, I slid out of my dress. <laughs> and now I'm pregnant. <laughs> Any excuse. <laughs> So Belvedere's making them cookies, which is awesome. Right. But I, I will say this just, and this is slightly off topic, um, 
when he was talking about watching cells divide under the microscope, it reminded me when I first saw cells divide under a microscope, and that was fucking awesome. Nice. I wanted to get my science pants on immediately and just go find a microscope. Mm. And also, for some reason, impregnate someone. I have no idea but, why. Well, I, it was, you know, sometimes, sometimes science... Uh... <laughs> Could have been all the talk that one girl was doing about how she got pregnant, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that was awesome. Like, nice. Got me excited. For science. Sexually. For science. For science. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. But... So, then we spend most of the episode, oh god, she's gonna have the baby. It happens, like, pretty uh, pretty early on. Yeah. And just out of nowhere, she's like, oh, I'm, I'm having a child now. Well, first they're like, okay, we'll take you to the hospital. And they're like, no, not gonna happen. Dad is shoving her out the door. No, don't yeah, worry. Yeah, it'll be great. I'll let you honk the horn. Or something. <laughs> George. As much as you want. She's like, no, 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 seriously, I don't think I can, I don't think I can make it to the hospital. No, it's not going to happen. He's like, oh, no, 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 we'll make it. We'll he pulls make his it. classic, sure you can. <laughs> sure you can. Sure. Don't worry, we got this. We got this. Belvedere's like, good job. Get out of the house. And then, like, they immediately come back in. No, that's not going to happen. I love that Belvedere is so freaked out about this. Belvedere, he's going to have to clean. He's going to have to clean that yeah, couch. Yeah, that is a nightmare. Yeah. Wow. I also love when Wesley T. comes down the stairs because... The act, the child actor does a wonderful job of being like a child. He's mm-hmm. like, so what's happening here? Uh, well, I'm pregnant. He has those cookies are already out there because that's when Belvedere figures out. Right. He's like, I got fresh cookies. Oh no, pregnant and having a baby. Um, <laughs> on and, my couch. But Wesley comes down. I guess he smelled the cookies. And he's mm-hmm. just like, oh, cookies. Grabs a like twelve and looks at her and she's like, what's wrong with you? Do you eat too many? But then she says something. I think she says something else about getting pregnant. She's like, no. oh, I, ate, I ate too much of something. <laughs> I ate too much of something. And to which Wesley... Should have been, been eating those birth control pills. <laughs> I'm pregnant. To which, the, which Wesley goes, what? But he d- delivers it so naturally. Like, it's a child who's kind of scared of what's happening and needs an adult to explain what's happening. <laughs> yeah. But George is just like... Oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. So um, there's a do- so once he's like, well, hey, I know where a doctor is. There's one down the street. It's my uh, it's my friend's dad. He's a doctor. Kevin's like, I'm on it, and he's like, runs off. He's gone for a while trying to get this doctor. Eventually, he shows back up. He's like, yeah, um, he's he, he's not coming. He's a podiatrist. He said, go fuck yourselves. Well, you ain't living no babies. There's a certain point before he goes out where him and her are alone. She's you know her attractions are getting closer together. Belvedere and George are in the, the kitchen freaking out. Mm-hmm. No idea what to do. Stalling for time. Just right. can't. To where um, Kevin pulls a bold move out and uh, proposes to uh, this pregnant woman. Yeah. Hey Kevin, are you okay? Dude, what, what is your angle? What are you doing? <laughs> and what's Heather gonna say? She's heartbroken. There's gonna be a birth a proposal and a suicide all in one night at this house. You know what all the, the tension around that girl was for Heather? The competition. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that until just now. Oh, yeah. You can have Kevin's healthy baby, and I never will. Well, not with that attitude, for starters. <laughs> but, um, but I will say that, you know, Kevin befriended this girl mm-hmm. because everyone else, she's a pariah at school. Right. But he actually saw through all of that pregnancy and saw the woman inside. Well, not the woman. I mean, well, the person inside of the woman, mm-hmm. not the baby. Okay, okay. Um, and he kind of fell in love with her. Like he has a crush on this girl. Well, I think I well, he just I think he knows. You know, she'll put out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Brad! <laughs> I did not expect you to say that. Gotcha. <laughs> 
I was going to say an easy target because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, because she's so on just the outskirts of, I guess, high school society. Mm-hmm. And so is he, let's be honest. We've seen him oh, just yeah. pour over that black book of his, his black book, like the numbers that he went through the phone book and got, well, yeah. that's kind of the name of the girl that's at school. Sits in me in math class. Yeah. But they've become friends and he actually confesses like, hey, I think you're awesome. But baby, you're not. You're a good person. Will you marry me? On one knee, make me the happiest man in ninth, tenth grade. <laughs> oh, fuck. Will you marry me? Eee, I'm serious. Eee, I'm being so serious right eee. now. Now, she's in the middle of, like, breathing, like, <laughs> whatever they do when they're pregnant, and she's just like, oh, uh, yeah, whatever, cool. <laughs> whatever, but she gets, she gets swept up in it, too, because she, when, before he leaves to go get the doctor, she calls him darling. Right. And he pauses for a second, and he looks at her and is like, that's right. That's right. And then he's like, oh, fuck, what the hell have I done? Running to yeah. get a doctor. He wasn't running to get a doctor. He was just running for his life. <laughs> it was flashing before his eyes, and it was very too short a flash. He, I want to see the episode of what happened while he was <laughs> out. Because you know he didn't go straight to the doctor. He right. was, like, around the block. I mean, he went to a few houses he and was, talked he about like, this. You no, know, he was just going and just, like, just like dry heaving. He's <laughs> like, oh, my God, what have I done? Oh, fuck. So, who's left to deliver this baby that's coming, whether we like it or not, Brad? We've only got two options. Belvedere and George. What? Wesley T could also help. And he tries. He brings a little pillow in. He's like, is this going to help your back? And he just, like, shoves it at her. And yeah. she's like, kid, I'm fucking giving birth. I love it at one point, uh, Belvedere's like, uh, Wesley, go get some towels. And Wesley runs off and gets towels. And then he finally comes back down. He's like, all right, Wesley, now take them back. <laughs> Which was awesome. Yeah, just get the kid keep, out of the room. keep him busy. I thought it was weird before they brought the couch out so she could give birth on the couch mm-hmm. when she still had her clothes on and they were talking about she's like, oh, it's coming. I'm like, kid, you still got your, your pants on. Yeah. No baby's going to get out of that. <laughs> um, we need to hurry this along if this is actually going to happen. Right, right, right. So uh, they, they fold out. They, they open up the couch to like, fold it out for her to lay down. Um, and like, there's like a pizza under the couch cushions. Hey Belvedere, yo. Um, what's the deal? Why don't Why doesn't he clean under there, Brad? I don't. Oh, uh, I don't know why. Why isn't Why isn't he? Because something bit him there last time. Oh, but that's a full pizza box on one half of. I mean, it's yeah. slacking, Belvedere. Slacking. 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 I might be spending too much time with that seal. True but, that. True that. You know, that's for another another episode. Another what time. if he hides the seal food in the pizza box? Oh. Ah, that's how they don't catch. Him. Oh. And then it was like red alert. Oh, we've got to get. Come on, Belvedere, help me get this uh, couch. For... <laughs> yes. What is this pizza box doing here? What's no, it smell no, like no, anchovies? No, just don't, don't, don't pay no attention. We got a baby to deliver, George. <laughs> George and Belvedere realize they're about to have to deliver a baby. Cut away. We come back a little bit later. Uh, Heather and Marsha are finally home from the big dance slash uh, Marsha being with her other family slash the library. Couch. Living room's immaculate. Like, nothing ever happened. Nothing At first, happened. I thought it was a dream. <laughs> <laughs> she died. <laughs> and they had to cover it up. Because the baby looked just like George. <laughs> <laughs> Twist part! Whoa! It's George's baby! Who knew? George forgot. <laughs> He is rubbing her arm. What's up with the family rubbing arms? Arm rubbing. Right before she was, right before, when they had the blanket on her, she was ready. I mean, and the baby was coming. George is right there, like, rubbing her arm. Like, all right, kid, it's all, it's going to be all right. Quit rubbing arms, weird family. Seriously. She was freaked out. She doesn't need that. She's delivering a child by yeah. herself, natural birth, with these two adults, oh. Belvedere, and then, like, this kid beside her, eating, shoving cookies in his mouth. 
God, the worst. Killing snails, just looking at her. It's just... Oh, fuck. Nightmare for this girl. Absolutely. And her husband, out and about in the cold, who knows where he's at? It started snowing, there's ice everywhere. Oh. What if he doesn't come back, Brad? It's the second dad this kid has lost in the span of a year. <laughs> the kid may be a murderer. <laughs> Another witch scenario on our hands. Oh, it's a, it's a baby witch. We gotta feed a witch. Oh, man. We got a witch feed us, Alex. <laughs> Motherfucking witch fetus. I mean, I loved Belvedere before it became all supernatural, but now that it's supernatural, it it's, definitely brings, whew. in this October month, definitely brings yeah. some heavy Halloween heat. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Definitely hot Halloween heat. <laughs> so, okay. Speaking of hot Halloween heat. So, Heather and Marsha, they, they arrive home. All of a sudden, wait, there's pregnant girl. She's coming downstairs in a robe. Another thing with a robe. Whoa. Is she naked under the robe? Yes. Okay. Yes, that's why you wear a robe, I think. I would hope. But at the same time, kind of weird. Who knows? Um, I was like, hey, where are you? Are, you are less than you. You had a thing. Where is the mask that was on your stomach? In comes Kevin from the kitchen. <laughs> swaddling. A real baby. He's got some baby. And I love like the camera's doing this like weird, yeah. like, like zooming in on the baby. That's so right. See. We got a real baby. That's right. Ah, we're paying a real baby. I wonder if it was, like, the director or someone on staff's, like, kid that they brought in, which is why they may have paid more special attention to it or something. Could be. Could be. Or it's just some, like, crazy stage mom that's getting in on the action early. A stage mom. That would be... That's nuts. Yeah. That's right. This is this is my child's money. I'm going to use the money, of course, to further my child's career. My child's going to be a child star and die soon because that's what happens. <laughs> Go crazy, get cooked on drugs, die. <sighs> Definitely get pregnant. Yeah, that baby that baby died a long time ago, Alex. That's what happens when you put your kids in into Hollywood. You seen Bryce Beckham lately? No. No. Oh, He's no. probably all kinds of fucked up. <laughs> I'm just guessing. A speculation. Speculation. Wild speculation, but it's fine, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... So, George and, George and Belvedere roll in, and this is the best part of the episode. This is my favorite, yeah. This is George and Belvedere. They, they got, They're buddies. Yeah, they got. They both got. They got like a mug of beer and cigars that they've been smoking, which is also awesome. That yeah. and so does Wesley T. <laughs> Wesley had his first beer in this episode and his first cigar. And his first Ogie. <sighs> um, hey, worst parents. What happened with the paramedics here? No, Marsha. Me and Belvedere delivered the baby. And by Belvedere, he says Lynn. Me yeah. and Lynn did it. <laughs> yes, George. <laughs> Little Kevin helped too. Not Kevin. He was out and about. Little Wesley T helped as well. Look, Mom, I'm drinking beer just like the adults. Ah, I saw a baby crown. It was weird. I got a lot of questions for you guys later. Yeah. I'm never going to be the same. Never. Fuck. Maybe that's why they gave him alcohol. He was just like so yeah. distraught. Like, what did I just see? Yeah. I mean, natural birth, dude. And a lot of those, like, Fuck. certain Ooh. scenes start to split. He needed a stiff drink after that. I need a drink. Fuck. Terrifying. It's natural, but yes, it is terrifying. I think it's weird that an hour, because they specifically mentioned, it's like, yeah, it happened about an hour ago, because when Kevin's swaddling the kid. No, that did not happen an hour ago. That girl would not be on her feet yeah. an hour later. Well, they're about to take her to the hospital because uh, George and Belvedere are going to get in the car. Keep in mind the the beers they've just been taking. The roads are icy. They've been drinking. And now they're going to drive this woman and her newborn baby to the hospital? Oh, fuck. What the hell? I can't... But they are so buddy-buddy, it's awesome. It is, Like, it yeah. is something that... It's glorious. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> it's just... 
to come never, this far in Belvedere yeah, and see I never that. thought I would be happy to see George and Belvedere getting along. We were getting it. Did we didn't yeah. laugh? I mean, it was a moment for everyone. Yeah. Um, it was a great It was a great moment in uh, television history, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So there's that. What's the baby's name, Brad? Oh, oh you mean Georgia Lynn? Oh, oh you did after them! So adorable. So adorable. Yay. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, they're about to go to the hospital. Uh, the honk the horn. You know, Kevin and this girl, they've had a moment. She's like, look, um, you you asked me to marry you. I, you weren't serious about that. He's like, no, I was completely serious. No, you weren't. No, I wasn't. <laughs> I was ter- No, I was, look, I was freaked me. out. You got me. Bingo. I never want to see you again. <laughs> you freaked me out. I didn't, even go, I didn't even go find the doctor. I guessed at the word podiatrist. Um, I was just outside on the front porch crying. I didn't know how to handle just this. Just crying and shaking and being scared. Holding picture of my sister, oddly enough. Yeah. I didn't... I was just about. Ooh, it was weird composing poetry to my sister. <laughs> Sonnets so. of. Um, but yeah, you got this kid. Yeah, so but you, you got this under control. I'd love to take you guys out though someday. You know, maybe like on to on a swing date. You know, we'll go to the park. You know, me and you and your kid. Maybe Heather will ha- come along, and maybe if you meet somebody, you know, he can come along. I mean, oh, this is weird, isn't it? Uh, bye. <laughs> I do love how she says we'd like that just like so you're still gonna try to date yeah. maybe I'll have a date someday again mm. well maybe I'll take you out to the swings we'd like that oh so the kid's coming oh so but, the kid's uh, you know what I just I'm not well it's uh, I'm not into the kid it looks a lot like my dad it's kind of weird <laughs> you named it after my dad I just I'm not interested no thank you <laughs> don't want to touch that at all don't want to my two dad figures my dad and my honorary dad Valentina <laughs> <laughs> Uh, at skis. But they're going out, and she's like, oh, look at the moon. And he, and Kevin's like, show the baby. And it's really weird. And then it's, it turns into the Lion King. <laughs> it's just so... <laughs> like, that was... I guess that was supposed to be, like, a sweet moment. But it just came off weird. It's just out of place. Look at the moon. Show the baby. And then all of a sudden he goes straight black. We see Belvedere across the screen, and then yes. it starts, you know? Weird. So bizarre. Great episode. The, well, how did it end? Belvedere's oh, writing yeah. in his journal, and... Well, he's like, oh, you know, two uh, terrifying things happened today. One, I delivered a baby. <laughs> two, me and George are getting along. I don't know which disturbs me more. Knock, knock, knock. Good night, Belvedere. Good night, Lynn. I love they're on a first name basis now. George is loving this. He's like, yeah, I got another friend in the house now. Good night, Lynn. Good night. Belvedere's like, good night, George. (sighs) Must insult him at breakfast. This can't go on. So awesome. Drinks on a china. Never mind before. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Guys, I love Belvedere. This show is becoming so great. So great. Guys, we'll keep on keeping on, and we encourage you to find it and watch it yourself. Definitely. Definitely. So, Brad, you know what time it is, right? What time is it? Okay, teachers pop the test. Teachers pop the test. You know you're in a mess. Mm-hmm. Dog ate all your homework last night. Oh. Riding low in your chair. They won't even know you're there. If you can head in tomorrow, it'll be all right. It's all right, because I'm a by the bell. Dude. I don't know if they're ready for this. Say that about, um, <laughs> this is an episode called uh, Student Teacher Week. <laughs> Which was not what I thought at all until this episode started going. No, that's not what I thought. 
All right. Not what I thought at all. Alex, you got the clock ready? I got the clock. Are you Let's ready? To, I, are you ready to summarize this wackiness? <laughs> I will try. All I'll right. try to do it justice. All right, Alex. Well, then you have five, four, three, two, one, go. Guys, I want you to think back to high school and think of the best and or worst case scenario possible. The teachers are going to let the students be the teachers for a week. All right, everyone has to write an essay, and the best essay for each, I guess, position gets filled. So Zach wrote some bullshit essay and became principal. Zach is principal of Bayside, total anarchy, for a fucking week. Kelly is a history teacher. I think Screech and Lisa are like gymnasium people. I don't know. Um... So Kelly is super excited because she may be a teacher someday. She's really, she really wants to find a calling, so she's going to uh, stick to the lesson plan. They're going to have a test on Tuesday. Not a good idea because the football team that Slater's on has to play the big game against Valley. They have to win the city championship. Oh, man, it's going to suck. So what does uh, Kelly's adamant about it? Goes behind Kelly's back to the principal, Zach, who's totally abusing his powers. Zach says, Kelly's no test. Kelly finds out about this sabotage, still has the test anyway. Jocks may fail or not fail, but Zach has a change of heart talking to Belding. So now the jocks have to take the test and pass it to play in the game. They take the test with a little bit of subterfuge from uh, <laughs> Screech. End up passing it, end up winning 28 to 1. Boom! <laughs> Saved by the bill. Damn it! I went over so much. <laughs> One minute fifteen. I didn't even get. I didn't even get Point any seven. of it in. I didn't. So much. I'd... Well, hey, there was a lot of weirdness happening in this episode. But you Alex. did such an amazing job on Belvedere. I want to congratulate you because you got every, you hit every cylinder on Belvedere. Well, thank you, and I did. You, you had a lot of chaos to wrangle, and it, it's chaos. It, it is, is chaos. It's absolute chaos. I think that's. That's one of the most appealing things about Save the to me, is the absolute chaos in every episode, really. But this more than... Because they've taken the few... The few little strands of normalcy, the student-teacher relationship, and they, they've, they've said, no, we're breaking... We're, we're Franklin and bashing them. <laughs> we're playing by our own rules. <laughs> Second time this episode you mentioned that. Awesome. Um... So, I mean, what is this such a vacation for the teachers? Are they just too no. cheap? Are they too cheap to buy to pay for substitutes? That may be it. Be- because we don't see the other teachers like being students. For some reason, Mr. Belding has agreed that Zach's going to be the principal and he's going to be a student. So, which means me to think, even though we don't see them, that the teachers became other people. Like Kelly Kapowski's equal is a teacher running around somewhere. I I don't think so. I think they're just at home. <laughs> Says Belding's the only adult on campus. I, well, he's, he has no friends. Belding is a lonely man. He's his wife. He's afraid that his wife's gonna leave him. We know that. We saw that last time. Um, mm. We he's he's got nowhere to go. He's not making a lot of money. Clearly, they can't afford substitute teachers. They, he clearly can't afford a vacation. That school system is not doing well. Not at all. So they decided to hold the, right. the contest. Hey, write an essay, become your favorite teacher for a week. Well, your teachers... Also, we're going to have to yeah. cut lunches in half as far as portion sizes <laughs> yeah. go. But hey, you get to be a teacher, run the school. Yeah. Yay. Chaos. It's awesome. Why does Kelly Kapowski want to become a uh, teacher? Because she's wayward. She has nothing in her life. It's it's open. She has cheerleading, and she apparently has Zach. Yeah, they're dating? We have no idea what their relationship is, guys, because I- Zach will openly hit on other women. Yeah. Openly hit on them. And is she just cool if it's like, that's my boyfriend? That's because my boyfriend. she calls him a boyfriend in yeah. this. Now, I don't know if that's in relation to a past boyfriend. Like, look, you were an awesome boyfriend. You're an awesome friend. See, I remember watching this, you know, as a youth, I remember it was always like, sometimes they're like dating, they're actually in a relationship, and sometimes they're not. 
And I just thought it was, you know, you're seeing random episodes. No, apparently that's just the way they wrote the show. Yeah, the very loose, open high school relationship, which may actually be the best model it's, when oh, I think about it. Why I, why I didn't pick up on this when I was a child boggles my mind. Oh, it's the best way to roll, but... Uh, oh, man. So, yeah. So, okay, let's break it down. <laughs> How do you, that, Zach, I was even confused. Like, where do we start? Ke- Kelly's going to be the history teacher. Yeah. Zach is going to be the principal. Uh, Lisa and Screech are the gym teachers. How did that happen? <laughs> did they write really great essays about w- being a gym teacher? Because I don't see that. Why would Lisa want to be a gym teacher? Yeah. Screech, I can understand, is like, hey, look, I've been scrying. I picked on my whole life. Maybe I'm going to show them what's up. Okay. I can be a teacher. Maybe Lisa just wanted to wear, like, um, tight, like, spandex and leg warmers. Well, she does wearing, like, a weird, tight spandex mm-hmm. suit. I mean, it flattered her. Yeah. She looks all right. She's a bitch. <laughs> I, I, I was wondering right. if I was going to get you to say that. She looks like, all right. She looks all right. <laughs> but she's a bitch. I mean, given this television show and her bitchy qualities, mm. she looked more than all right, dude. She was on point in that suit. Well, she's still a bitch, though. Super. Well, she even comes up and just screech and says, what does she say to him when they're in the gymnasium? Like, screech is giving everyone flack. Like, chin up. Put your chest out, kid. Is that your chest or two raisins down your shirt? What? <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, Screech. <laughs> hey, Screech. It's getting a little weird. But then Liesl's right up and says, like, come on, Screech. Whip him into shape. I want to see some hard bodies around here. It's like, what? Weirdo. Calm down, honey. Yikes. Just, how oh. is Jessie not anything? I know. She's like the school. I mean, she sucks up a lot in this episode. Yeah, why couldn't Jessie be like a like a sexy teacher? Why couldn't that be a thing? Well, she's a sexy cheerleader at some point. Yes, she is. How is she a cheerleader? You mentioned that. Yeah. You questioned it when she became I, a cheerleader. Jessie Camp. Jessie Spano is not a cheerleader. I mean, it doesn't really make sense that her Kelly and Lisa are friends. So I'm assuming that's how they met. They all were cheerleaders. I'm like, all I right. Guess. I guess cheerleader can be anybody. Sure. Don't want to pigeonhole them, but come on. Jessie Spano is too good for that. Oh no! Can we time out for just for a second? Yes. Okay, guys. Sorry. Belvedere, remember right before uh, that one girl get, gave birth, or before she went into labor, um, she started straightening up the house, and she didn't know why. What was that about? <laughs> What's well, her mothering instincts, oh, Alex? No. It's her mothering in sexism. <laughs> Which Jesse Spano is not about. That's right. Jesse Spano wouldn't get knocked up and pregnant and having a baby in high school. Mm-mm. No, she's she's taking that pill. Never forget. Oh, she, she, she's not going to get to take her pills. She's made that mistake on Save by the Bell before. <laughs> Jesse Spano loves pills. <laughs> but she you find out birth control, who she went nuts. Who doesn't love pills? <laughs> it's very true. Who doesn't love a pill? How many pills are you taking now that you don't have to take? Uh, today, none. Brad, I've taken four pills today. I, can, I have no... I, I inject insulin. There's no reason for me to take pills. I, I mean, I got hit by a car last week. I took some pills. I'll find sugar pills and just take them. Take some. I'll, I'll take pills so I can inject insulin and take more pills. I, my greatest dream is that day when we can live the science fiction dream of just taking all of our meals in pill form. Which may never happen, sadly. True, but I'll still take some pills. You can take all your caffeine in pill form, dude. You can I t- take some caffeine pills. Crush it know, up. Some muscle relaxers, maybe. Painkillers. Yeah. I hear it's easier if you crush them up and snort them. Well, System faster. True, true. Think about that next time. All right. I'll but think I think some that. of the some of the awesomeness is the different colored capsules. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes I, like some matching blue and green. Those are my it, favorite color combos. I, I just feel good taking a pill. If I can get a pill, <laughs> I just, I just makes me feel better. That alone, it doesn't matter what it is. That's why sugar pills great. And I still feel like I'm taking pills. Look, 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 look. Pills taken. Done look. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Swallowed it. Yay. No, can I get some muscle relaxers? Because those would be good. I'll nom 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 nom. Jesse Spano loves pills too, man. Oh, I love Jesse Spano. She was on the cusp of that wave. She's not going to get pregnant either. She's got. She's going to go to college. 
I don't know about Kelly Kapowski, though, dude. I really don't. I mean, she's, exactly. she is exactly. not. Gonna, I mean, she's wicked cute. Her hair's a little um, weird. Um, Pentecostal hair? She has weird Pentecostal hair. She has Pentecostal hair. I think that's mainly because she was trying to And she to has dress. dead eyes. She does have dead eyes. She has a really bad delivery, too, in the first half of this episode. All of her lines seem really forced and hurried. Alex, I'm so glad weird. to see you coming, because earlier, uh, like, back in the day, we mentioned Saved by the Bell in the podcast. You were like, I don't I don't know about Jesse Spano. I remember Kelly Kapowski being the hot one. And I was like, you're wrong, sir. Jesse Spano is hot. She is the hottest. Lisa Turtle, also kind of hot, but a bitch. But a bitch. I still prefer Kelly Kapowski. But see, but see, you see about, with me, it's more about personality. I don't just judge someone on their, on their physical appearance. I'm, I'm not that shallow like you. What are you talking I, about? I, I, it's for me. Kelly Kapowski is trying to be better herself. She's like, look, I don't want to. I, I might want to be a point, teacher. Poindexter nerdo. Jesse Spano was on the front row having all of her homework just done. That's right, because she's 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 trying to get ahead. <laughs> what did, what's Kelly doing? Right? This argument <laughs> makes no sense whatsoever. She's being a loser, Poindexter nerd. She's dating the principal. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But the and why isn't Zach getting blown in his office? <laughs> Guys, the first day that um, they be, they become all hell breaks loose, yeah. they become teachers. Kelly Kapowski cannot run her class. No, the jocks are confused. They don't understand things. Um, Je- Jesse doesn't even really give a shit. All the other nerds, um, <laughs> they don't care. No. Um, I think Slater is openly just defying and hitting on her. Yeah, but Zach comes over the intercom. I don't know why I did a, a weird phone thing for like the intercom, like. All right, uh, can I have these two students come to my classroom? Not classroom, my office. <laughs> I can't do it right now. <laughs> I can't speak right now. I can't speak. I, I'm overcome with emotion um, in this episode. Can these two hot, foxy ladies come to my office? <laughs> Thanks. Principal Zach here. What? what? And they're in there, and they're just, there's a blonde bimbo, and there's another girl. Well, uh, bimbo? Why are you being sexist? Why are you got to call her a bimbo? Well, they typecast her as, like, a valley girl, almost. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, my God, Zach. I didn't know you are a principal. Cool. That's great. Like, twisting her hair and, like... Hey, ladies. I don't know what she's wearing. I, yeah, it is a weird dress. How did they have those dresses? That other girl, oh, dude, she was yeah, she right. was cute. There's she's actually, right. well, I won't But really, it's far. more about personality for me. So that's, I mean, yeah. Well, same here. But, you know. I think, I, I, don't, I don't think you're giving Kelly enough chance. I, then, I gave Jesse a chance. Then. Also, part of it is, like, you know, since we're bros, you know, friends, mm-hmm. you already called, you have dibs right. on Jesse. Got Kelly's the next best thing. Okay, all right. And she's cute. I like her. All right, well, go for it. <laughs> you have that. Have at it. Have at it. But I love Zach's like looking at your transcripts and looking at your your uh, file here, which is creepy. Did yeah. Zach has access to like student files? What? So- <laughs> no. What's creepy is the <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's like, oh, I see uh, you don't have boyfriends. Hey, Belding, why are you keeping why are you keeping tabs on who has a boyfriend? You weirdo. They also look at the folders have been drawn on. Was that Zach? I don't think he had time. I think Belding's been drawing on those student folders. Ooh. This one doesn't have a boyfriend, all right, so... But then he, make, and he makes dates with both the girls. Why isn't he banging it out in his office? But in front of the other one. Yeah. He's dating Kelly, maybe. Yeah. He's like, hey, um, I see you don't have a boyfriend. Let's do something about that. You should go out with me in the movies. Cool, sure. That's great, Principal Morris. Sounds great. Call me Principal Zach. Other gr- and the other girl... Hey, you. Like, what are you up to? I got nothing tonight. Because <laughs> she's the hotter one. And you can call me Zach. <laughs> you still call me Mr. Zach. <laughs> you call me Mr. Zach. Because I like that. I, I don't know about this dress thing either. And they're just like giddy, like, yeah, see you later, Zach. Oh my god, we had to see Zach. What is their end game? Are they just, just both going to fuck Zach? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that, that makes sense. He's Bash. Come on. <laughs> own rules. Um, even on the own. Even this, even this young. Belding comes in and hassles Zach for some reason. Can, uh, 
can we just take a moment? <laughs> hey, Mr. Belding, you're fucking insane. <laughs> He's like really into being a student. I think Belding was the one who came up with this idea. <laughs> Definitely. I just want to live in Zach Morris's shoes for one day. <laughs> Def- that's what this whole that's what this whole thing's based on is him going home and writing Zach Morris fan fiction. <laughs> Because, like, Zach, he's, he's, like, he comes in to get, like, his planner, and Zach's like, what, you have, like, a hall pass? No. Mmm. Detention. No! So the rest of the episode, Belding is, like, scheming and... Yeah. Ditching class and going in the halls that a pass, confusing other teachers, students. Oh, it is craziness. Just running amok. Fucking insane. It's, it's sad, really. I mean, to be an adult man, dressing like Zach... What would Zach wear? Probably some weird, like, very, very white blue jeans that are up to his waist. Uh-huh. No belt, but his giant, like, uh, what would you even call that? Like a western print shirt tucked in, yeah. billowing out the sides? Yeah. Dude, what is up with Dude, that? Dude, I mean, we talked about fashion last episode, but manzies. You don't tuck your shirt in unless you're wearing a belt. That's weird Ooh. looking. At least Ooh. with the, what they were rolling with back then. Um, but you always tuck your you always tuck your pants into into your um in your high tops. Yeah. Your big tongue high top shoes, your big white high top tennis shoes with the big tongues with your jeans tucked in. Oh my god, what's happening? They can see the brand because they didn't used to broadcast it so much on the side, but it was on the tongue. Wow. That's like, yeah, I got Reeboks. Check it Ooh. out. And Slater with the. Slater again with the pleats? God, Slater. Were they like, oh, manzies. We that forgot was... really to mention the pepper light at the beginning, but that's not important no, at this stage. Just, there's too much. There's too much chaos happening. Wasn't there like a joke at the beginning about someone's ventriloquist dummy getting like destroyed? Yeah, okay, this was. The forced laughter in this show is kind of terrifying. <laughs> I would like someone to just take all the forced laughter and just make like a terrifying YouTube clip to like the Omen music or something. Oh, man. Because it's like, there, it's like the parallel. like, yeah, we're going to have to reschedule the talent show. Because somebody, whoever's uh, ventriloquism dummy, was eaten by termites. <laughs> Everyone just explodes. Slater makes some lame joke. We should bring him to school. Roast some marshmallows on his corpse. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse Spano is all like, guys, it's insensitive. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Calm it down. And then she she does sit down after that. Like that's all she needed to yeah. say. I'm serious, guys. It's not funny. <coughs> Scary. I, I really do. I, I second your your request, Brad. Everything is terrible. Get on that. Yes. Just that's easy. That's an easy. That's uh. We set you up. Mm-hmm. Spike that ball. I like to use volleyball analogies now because I play volleyball a lot on the weekends. Nice. <laughs> use that terminology in your everyday life. I'm not that good at volleyball. <laughs> Well, if you keep using terminology, you know, you, 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 you got to live it. You That's what I'm it. hoping. You That's what I'm hoping. It. I live it, I will become a good volleyball player. Right. It's the secret, man, you know? I'm unreliable. You just, you would go to, you, if you go to the universe with the fact that you're a volleyball player and you talk like that, you'll become one. That's what I'm hoping. You'll become one. Like Mr. Belling. He wants to be Zach Morris. He puts, puts that into the universe. I'm, I'm Zach Morris. I'm Zach Morris. But I'm going to take it to a further. Let's let's put on this ruse of just like a student-teacher thing, and I'll become Zach, and he'll become me, and then we'll be besties forever. Then we'll become one. <laughs> and I'll wear a Zach Morris <laughs> suit. <laughs> Guys, I wish you could see what Brad mimes. <laughs> <laughs> like in between like a robot and a Frankenstein. I'll wear Zach Morris suit. I think that's what it looks like when you're moving when you're Mr. Belding moving around your, in another wearing, person's body. Wearing Zach Morris's skin as a suit. 
Hey, Kelly, let's go on our date. It's me, Zach Morris. <laughs> well, was not prepared for that one. <laughs> nice. How can you be prepared for that? I just love the hand motion. <laughs> Thank you, Brad. You are welcome, sir. Oh, man, I... All right. Zach's got th four or five dates. Who knows? I don't sure. know. Again, to address the question you raised, Brad, I do not know why he's not getting fucked or blown in his office. He's gotta be. Oh, I just feel bad for him. You use that office. He's ordering pizzas from the secretary on Belding's tab. Right. Dude, get those students in there and fuck them. That's what you guys want to do. Be careful, though. Definitely be careful. Make sure I'm taking those pills. Get with Jesse. She'll know what's up. Just yeah. fuck Jesse all the just time. She's on birth control. Just fuck Jesse. Like, that's... That's what I leave every episode with. Why isn't everyone just fucking Jesse? <laughs> I never saw her with Slater. Never saw her with Slater. Why are her and Zach together? They were best friends when they were kids. This makes total sense. Yeah. Where was their meet cute? The football players, they got the big game coming up. The, the generalized big game. Um, they can't study for a test. Fuck this shit. Just Kelly's determined they're going to take the test. Oh, yeah. we got to stick to the lesson It's plan. on World War One and World War Two. That's a very big test. Huge test. Like, woo, that's a lot of things. So they're like, well, Slater's like, look, I got this covered. I'm going to get Zach to do something to stop this test from happening. Zach's like, Kelly, look, hey, I got, I got a different style. I play by my own rules. I'm not going by Bash. It's my middle name, actually. Uh, call, me, call me Principal Bash. I play by my own rules. In my school, we don't take tests. Why? It's too much pressure. These kids need to learn without the pressure. They just want to learn. and, and, and change, We change it up. Play by our own rules, and these kids will be smarter. She's like, yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. No more tests. Well, she didn't know it. She got conned. <laughs> I don't know how she didn't know it. Maybe it takes a while to get through the Pentecostal hair into her brain. <laughs> she isn't Pentecostal. Let's get it out of the way. Well, and her skirt, even though it was weird, was a lot shorter than a Pentecostal girl's skirt. And True. I actually thought it was kind of sexy for an 80s outfit. I'll just admit that. I'm sorry. Hey, you like your ladies with a belt across the rib. Not so much the belt across the rib. But, uh... Not, <laughs> come on. That hairstyle was... Yeah. Um, it looked kind of cute in the last episode. Not Didn't work in this one. Dead eyes, Pentecostal hair. <laughs> Dunzo. Uh, <laughs> cannot play with it. Cannot win with it. You're out. Cannot. You're out. Um, she goes to the gym for some reason. Right. Because that's where the kids are. Lisa and Screech have a moment. Who cares? Screech, I, he mumbled, he goes between, like, idiot svant and just idiot. I, yeah. We get to see a lot of the nerd characters. There's a large contingent of nerd characters. <laughs> stereotypical nerds. Like, weirdly stereotypical nerd characters. Five jocks. I don't know how they have a football team. Uh, you know what was weird, though? Um, and I'm skipping ahead a little bit. But when you see some of the nerds later in the Max, um, at the big pep rally that they have at the Max for some reason, because mm -hmm. um, they can't afford another set, um, there's, there's like one nerd in the background that's wearing like a vest. And I'm like, oh my god. It's the first hipster. Because <laughs> I'm like, he looks really stylish. He's a, oh my gosh, he's supposed to be one of the nerds. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Oh. His nonchalant attitude. I mean, yeah, he's channeling hipster. Like, yeah, like full, like, I was like, you could wear that right now. I, 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 I thought every month, in a second, he would put up a cigarette to his mouth and just, <sighs> not giving a shit. Just like, fuck this pep rally. <laughs> nice eyes, Brad. You caught him. That's what I did. I also got a guy. Um, I also got a guy wearing a yellow shirt and a leopard vest, which terrified me. So they balance each other out. <laughs> that guy's too cool. There's something about him. Like he's riding some kind of future wave. Hey, dude in, in the leopard print vest. No, not you. The other one. <laughs> hey, Zubilee Zoo. You get over there. <laughs> 
You should have directed an episode of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh. Oh, man, yeah. So, Ke- yeah, Kelly figures, finds out the ruse that, that Slater planned all this, and now she's really upset because she thought Zach had come up with such an amazing new educational model. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly. She's not very bright. No, you're the worst. So she's like, well, fuck this. I'm having my test. So we go to the next morning. She's having the test. The jocks have just decided not to go. They're just skipping class. <laughs> this is the second day of the student-teacher thing, by the way. Yeah. So they're like, well, I'm glad you guys came to take the test. Then, <laughs> Alex, you want to take this? One of my favorite new phrases. The best. <laughs> the nerds are like, the jocks don't get to take the test, so we're not going to take the test. She's like, but you're nerds. Like, she calls them out. Like, right. but you're nerds. You love taking tests. He's like, um, nerd myth. Nerd myth. Um, we're out. <laughs> out skis. Nerd myth. Nerd myth. That's a class. Well, he says, nerd myth. Nerd myth. Just like, gets it all the time. Like, hey, not your fault, Kelly. We get it all the time. Nerd myth, though. We hate tests. Nerd myth. We got no use for this test. Out skis. Bye. Denzo. And then everyone else is like, well, fuck. They're not taking the test. Nobody's saying this. We're out, too. Even Jesse looks at Kelly yeah. and is like, bitch, I'm not taking your test. Well, Jesse's got it figured out, though. She's like, look, guy, um, I don't want to get all stressed out about this because if I don't do well, there's not a lot of idiots here to, um, to, so, so, for the, to curve the grade. So I'm just going to get hurt by this. So sorry, Kells. I'm out. Later, friend. Can you just walk out of the class and not take a test? Well, there's no teachers present? Apparently so. I guess. What's keeping you in the class? You're not learning anything from Kelly Kapowski. Like, it's she not... barely knows World War One and Two as it is. Like, you just fail the test if you walk out. You don't just... It's not like you can just revolt and, like... You can't mutiny a test. They're not thinking weeks ahead, dude. I mean, it's not like next week when the teacher's back from sick leave or whatever the hell's happening. But in no situation can you mutiny a test. They used to back in the day. Didn't they? Yeah, a long time ago. If you didn't like what your professor's doing, you just walk out. Old times. Look it up. Oh, in the old times. But not in the 80s. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, they all failed that test. Yeah. And when Jesse finds out, she is going to be irate. But it'll be fine, because in a week, everything will go back to normal. She'll be like, oh, I found this test. She's like, it's fine. That was student-teacher week. Yeah. I mean, Zach was principal. What the fuck were we thinking? I guess. So Zach is, so she, Kelly goes to Zach. He's like, I can't believe this. Oh, I really wanted to be a teacher. I was taking this seriously. Hey, Kelly, you're in high school. <laughs> you're doing your history teacher's job for a week because you're dumb enough to do it. <laughs> I would love to have known what her paper was. Seriously. This isn't This isn't going to lead to you having a career. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> I know what Kelly Kelly's career ends up being, and I don't think she's... Wait, she may be a teacher. <laughs> Hold, on. Hold on. Who's spoiling who, Brad? Oh, I don't remember. Because I remember she tries to be a doctor, and that doesn't work of out. she could not go to med school. She tried. She and didn't then even Zach, get past pre-med. I'm pretty sure it's like Zach ruined it. Oh. We'll get, that, we'll get to that in the college years, guys. Hold the phone. Can't wait. Cannot wait. See you guys in 24 and more episodes. <laughs> Next year. See you next year. Spoilers for next year, guys. Kelly's going to try to be a doctor. It's not going to work In out. the year 2012. <laughs> it's almost at the rate of they would go through high school if we started at the beginning. Yeah. Wow, we should have thought about that. Well, Missed opportunities. Hey, once once we wrap, we'll we'll get back there. I got a feeling. I got a feeling this, this train's not going to end anytime soon. <laughs> it can't. Please don't. But, yes. So... I think sl- she finally sends up and, to Zach, and Slater's in there, and Zach doesn't know what to do. Well, Zach... Zach's, she calls him out about yeah. being a bad friend and boyfriend. Right. Which, who knows what's happening there. We've been over that. Uh, Zach has Mr. Belding come in. It's like, hey, Mr. Belding, look, I can't do this. Look, I quit. Mr. Belding's like, fuck this. No, you don't. I'm still being Zach Morris. <laughs> You're not taking this away from me. You just gotta be a man and do what's right for the students. 
I love when he grabs the pencils. Like, there's a whole thing of pencil <laughs> on the desk. He's like, comes in, it's like, what's up, principal? Nah, <laughs> <laughs> doesn't love your pencils. Nah. And then Zach has to, like, you know, reorder them. It's like, that's a, that's a subtle moment. That's, oh. That's, that, that's. That's when we realize. Subtlety, you see. <laughs> the students become the teacher. Oh, that was even after winter with that. <laughs> Belding comes to the realization that, you know, maybe he shouldn't be so tight-laced, you know? Maybe there's something these kids can teach him. And Zach realizes he will be at Bayside for the rest of his life. <laughs> Every second. Every second. Whether that's, like, in mortal form or in <laughs> Zach Morris suit form. <laughs> so, Zach, so Zach's got to get together now. He goes to the pep rally. Everyone's excited. We see, uh... We see our cheerleaders, Kelly. Kelly, who apparently uh, can also be, she's, she can be a cheerleader whilst being the, hi- the history teacher. I guess that's okay. Even Slater calls her out, like, bitch, what are you doing here? Yeah. Um, Lisa, Jesse Spano in a cheerleader outfit. Thumbs up. It's odd that they still show some of their midriff, but because it's the 80s and their waist on their pants are so high that it's like a mid across the chest strip. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's was, not actually that hot, I'll yeah. be honest. I mean, it's hot, but it's, it's not hot, that hot. Yeah, it's, it's only theoretically hot, really. It's... <laughs> So Zach rolls in, he's like, look, um, yeah, it's me, Principal Zach, uh, heads up, all the football players that skipped out on the test, you can't play in the game. Uh, what? Mansies. Zach, you were fucked up, dude. This is, the, okay, Brad said it was a general football game, it's not. This is the city championship. Oh, it's the championship. Who gets the championship? Is it Valley again? Oh. Or is it gonna be Bayside? It's gotta be Bayside, right? It's got, it, it better be Bayside. Oh, but not now. Wow, what, with the best players? Off? Mm. Oh, what are we going to do? Every, so Zach's back in his office. He's like, oh, man, this is... Everyone hates me now. This is terrible. What the hell am I going to do? His girlfriend, though, being a wonderful, uh, I guess, partner, mm-hmm. uh, comes in and like, Zach, you did the right thing. Thank you so much. Kisses him on the cheek. Adorable. Mm-hmm. My heart melted. Yeah. Does she know about the other girls? Don't know. Because at this I, point, he's he's probably going to go on his date with the other one. Oh, definitely, definitely. But he's like, oh, but but everyone hates me now. He's like, oh, it's not that bad. Then the door gets knocked down. <laughs> and not like door blasts open from the top down. Like, yeah. it's just flat. Zombie horde. Yeah, zombie horde. And a lot of people just go through the extras. I mean, it was everyone yeah. at the max, and that's a lot in that tight space. Yeah. Running in. Yeah. It's terrifying. Outrage. Outrage. Absolute anarchy and outrage what are you gonna do this is terrible there's a great moment though mr belding rolls in in his zach morris attire um who's that pushing through the crowds to the front and zach's like look hey you guys brought this on yourself you know you should have taken the test you should you gotta remember what's more important it's about education don't you get it don't you get it you're here to get an education not to play football not to play a silly game that has goal posts zach zach belding he gives, he gives him a thumbs up. Hey, thumbs up. Hey. Hey, buddy. You got this. You did it. You got this. <laughs> Let's switch. Let's switch lives. Let's make this permanent. You're a great principal. We'll talk later. Can we go piss into a stream and, and make a, have a body switch, please? Or fountain. What is that movie? The change up. <laughs> what is it? Dude, they're all Freaky yeah. Fridays to me. I don't. Yeah. 17 <laughs> again, whatever. What's Freaky Friday, Zach? Please. Please. That, all right, Belding, that's that's cool. Belding goes off. It's, yeah. I, it's awesome. I love the, the little thumbs up, though. It's awesome. And no one else sees it but Zach. Yeah. It's just like, wow. Oh, so everyone's like, okay, we get it. And, but then, then Zach's like, wait a minute. Here's an idea. If you guys make up the test, you can play football. 
Well, how are they going to do that, Brad? Not enough time. The football game starts, like, soon. Like, any minute soon, apparently. We didn't study. Doesn't matter. Take it. Just take the test. If you fail it, you fail. Big deal. So they go off, they start taking the test. So Screech is coming in periodically to update them with the score. And then he and he's also cheating. <laughs> Which, I don't know how they let that pass. <laughs> I love the questions that he asked them cheat on. Yeah. It's horrible. It's like, something, something, something. Which is a lot like when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor. <laughs> hey guys, if you, and they're like, oh yeah, yeah. Guys, Ooh. you're taking a test on World War One and World War Two. If you didn't know the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, <laughs> you are in. You're not gonna pass this. What test. kind of test is this? <laughs> there's no, there's no chance. Oh, he does it like what three or four times. Yeah. And Kelly stops him on the last one. He's like screech. Yeah. No. Also, like, and like they're losing. Like it's like zero to twenty one. Can you can you come back in football twenty one over twenty one points? Yeah, actually, pretty easy. Oh, okay, you can. You have yeah, to get if to you the, got a good team. You have to get to the goal post to do that. Yeah. To the goal post, because that's a thing that I know about. Good job. Because I know my sports facts. Good job. I know Fred. all the sports trivia. Resident sports scholar. That's me. Yes, the goal post. Okay, so they got to get them to the goal post. But, but they're short on their best players that are good at getting it to the goal post. Still don't, I still don't get the goal <laughs> I don't really understand that. You'll learn. No, I won't. I don't, <laughs> don't care. It's cool. Too many other sports facts too, running too, around too in many, that noggin. Too many. I'm still trying to work out that whole baseball where you hit the, the ball with a stick and you, you run. Guys, if you can see Brad is like hit the ball, is like hitting it down into the ground. <laughs> like when you bash it in the ground and run around the bases. and then, That's how it works, right? You just like, yo, 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 yo. It's like whack-a-mole. You just beat it into the ground. Now, do they actually pause on second base? Doesn't they call it shortstop? Oh, Brad. I don't know what any of those words Yeah, are. I know. I, I can't oh. even make a joke about sports because you can't get it. It's just like, what's a shortstop? A lot of words. Oh. I, 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 I. I know about the star box man, the star box man of the of the big team. Wrong, uh, wrong podcast. <laughs> so yeah, they take the test. I they pass. Who okay, knows yeah. how? Slater apparently knew one of the answers too that Screech gave him. Uh, which why did we need that moment where Slater's like, wait a minute, I didn't know that, just to show that he's a little bit smarter than the other jocks. But I, Maybe but he'll make it. I would hope he's smarter than the other jocks because those other guys are yikes. They're bad. They're not that bright. Not at all. Ox has never... I mean, Ox played that a helmet last week. <laughs> Idiot. Poor Ox. Ox isn't going to make it very far in life. Hmm. He could always be a police officer in Jackson, Tennessee. <laughs> wow, singer! <laughs> it just got real. This podcast just got really, really real. Me and Ox are the only people to get the joke, but it just got really, really real. Is it strange that every time you deliver something like that, I think back to the pregnant girl on Belvedere, and like <laughs> it's delivered like she would deliver it, and it's like... Nice. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, so we get that, and then, you know, we're left, though. They go off to play the game. But, you know, audience, you're probably wondering what happened. Yeah. Lights dim. (laughs) Yes. Lights dim, and Principal Bash (laughs) takes a little stroll up to the camera. Hey, you're probably wondering what happened with that big game. (laughs) Excuse me, Zach? Whoa, whoa. Well, let me tell you what happened on that zippity doo dah day, <laughs> and then we get some like like footage of what seems to be a professional football game. Yeah, maybe it was a famous play that neither of us. Yeah, but it's like stock that. footage, and it's like they won that day, twenty-eight to twenty-one. The Base- end. <laughs> Bayside took the championship. Yeah, it's like whoa. <laughs> I'm saved by the bear. <laughs> saved it. 
I mean, wow. Awesome. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great time. Man, Saved by the Bell is so fun. It is. I love the Belvedere Saved by the Bell combo. It is a good combo. It makes a fine night. Alright guys, we're coming to the close of another episode. A very fun, exciting Halloween episode. Ooh. What's scarier than pregnancy? <laughs> Are Zach Morris being in charge? Are hypothetical situations? <laughs> Are meet cutes? Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Um, if you would like to leave us a voicemail, please do that. Please. You can do that at 206 206- Three three nine five eight nine four. You can email us at ramjackpodcast at gmail.com or follow us up on Twitter at ramjackpodcast. We're there. Oh, but they're going to want to join the Facebook group, right? Yes, because that's where all the fun is. Seriously, guys, all the fun is there. you got to get up on that. Speaking of that, um, just give you guys a heads up. We pulled a clip from a very special episode of Belvedere. Oh, that yes. I, I can't wait till we get to the actual episode. Let's just say that... Uh, uh, there's a, there's a little character that he knows how to light up a room. Hi, Mr. Belvedere. Hello, Danny. Is Wesley here? Yes, come on in. Everyone remember Wesley's friend, Danny? Oh, hi, Danny. Hi, Mrs. Owens, Mr. Owens. Hi, champ. How's it going? Well, I got eight, but other than that, I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> oh, wow. Yikes! Oh, wow. Can't wait for that episode. Guys, leave us a review on iTunes. Feel free to do that. Please. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Send us your, uh... Tell your, your birthday pics. Send your birthday pics. Send us holiday pics, for crying out loud. I mean, what are you watching for Halloween? Yeah, what's, what should Alex dress up as Halloween? What's his costume oh, yeah, gonna be? A costume. He needs help. Also, next week, we're announcing World's Greatest Human. Yes! So get on the Facebook group and, uh, send us your suggestion for who, what, what, uh, what lady in the world should be the greatest human. We did a guy last year, we did a lady the year before that, now it's ladies' turns once again. Right. Ladies! So, who should it be? Who should it be? There's a lot, a lot of nominations out there. I'm gonna be sitting in the group about it, so you can get in. But I give us, give us some people, give us your reasons. You'll find the answer next time on the podcast. <laughs> oh yes, you can uh, visit our website, which is curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Brad uh, maintains that and always supplies wonderful album art for the show. Oh, Get Easter eggs every once in a while. Check those out. It's fun, guys. And regardless of what you do, go there and read the tags. Yeah. Post tags are absolutely hilarious. I lost I lost it this last time. Uh, and sometimes you get additional information in the tags that you didn't know. You don't. Like, Alex Green is McDonald's best customer. <laughs> Demonology. Fashion backwards. Franklin and Bash. Franklin Obviously, and Bash. Obviously, we'll see that. Say, what You're going to see that and tag a lot. Kevin and Heather for life. Oh, Kevin and Heather forever. My bad. <laughs> the same nut job that tried to guilt me into letting a rando live in my apartment. Long-time listeners know what that's about. Who's losing at Facebook? We should play that game again. Awesome. As much as as much as I was uncomfortable playing with it, huh. and I don't want to play it again. You want to play I, it again? I've been keeping my eye on Facebook, dude, and I found some. Awesome. I found some things that maybe we should play that game like, again. Claire asked today if we were gonna play it again, and I said you wouldn't let me. But now, maybe maybe it's in the cards again. All right. Well, we may play Situation Room again because I got some stuff for you, Brad. I wanna. I gotta. I gotta query your mind. Gotta Next time play. around, we're going back to the Situation Room, guys. It's been prepared. a while. Get your questions in. Get why not? Guys, send us some situations. <laughs> That's why awesome. We, why do we have to do all the work? <laughs> Guys, help us with the show. Please. It's it gets We're tough, sleepy. man. We're sleepy. Well, Brad's up on caffeine, so he's not well, sleepy. Yeah. Um, but I'm tired. But Alex gets super sleepy. He's an old man. 
Well, let me run something by you right now, Brad. Oh, is it a hypothetical? Yeah, um, hypothetically, okay. if you were going to uh, hire a lawyer, uh -huh. who might you talk to about such things? Oh, well, who I ask hypothetically? It's important to know him. Yeah, um, maybe... Mr. smug. Everyone knows it, nobody says it, because they're pregnant. F and son of a gun. You think you're so deep now, you give me the creeps now that you're pregnant. I can't count all the ways how you speak in cliches now. So, do you want a boy or a girl? Oh, it doesn't matter as long as it's healthy. Really? Because I don't feel like those two things are related at all. It's not like one or the other. No, 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 as long as it's healthy. Hmm. I can't wait to hear someone say, don't care if it's brain dead, don't care if it's limbless, if it has a penis. Cause pregnant women are smug. Everyone knows it, nobody says it, because they're pregnant. This end world you're enjoying. Makes you really annoying. So, is it a boy or a girl? Oh, we know, but we're not telling. What are you gonna name it? Oh, we know, but we're not telling. Who's the father? Oh, we know, but we're not telling. Bitch, I don't really care. I was being polite now, since you have no life now that you're pregnant. You say you're walking on air. You think that you're glowing, but you had been hoeing, and now you're pregnant. You're just giving birth now You're not Mother Earth now Yeah, I have a lot going on. I got my degree, I moved, I wrote a novel, Gosh, I... everything just seems so trivial now that I'm pregnant. I also built a nuclear fusion reactor. You know, I can't even really remember what I did before I was pregnant. Everything just seems so meaningless. Hmm. Pregnant women are smug Everyone knows it Nobody says it because they're pregnant. F and son of a gun. You think you're so deep now, you give me the creeps now. Now that you're pregnant. <laughs>